He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Mike Rutherford Show, Tuesday, June 28th. It is a... Man, it feels great outside. A little overcast, but the temperature is just perfect. I will take this for the rest of the summer if we can get it. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday. We're here with you for the next three hours, talking all sorts of nonsense and a little Louisville sports sprinkled in. If you want to weigh in on the discussion, you know what to do. Text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, we love Thornton's. Love our friends uh, over there, Kelly Leonardo, Alex Kepper, Sugar Bowl champion, for God's sake. We love the fact that they're bringing you money, potentially, all summer long. It's the Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky Refreshing Rewards member is going to win ten grand all summer long. And at the end of the summer, we're giving away a grand prize, a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All you got to do, open that Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Cash Bash icon, boom, you're entered. No questions asked. If you want to get enrolled in the Refreshing Rewards program, text REWARDS, all caps, to 80313 today. That should do the trick. Mike Rutherford with you in the pilot seat today. Trevor Kelsey looking glorious, rocking a, what what shirt is this today? Living Legends. It's the FTR shirt. Who's FTR? FTR, the greatest tag team in, in wrestling. Who after after Sunday are now not only the Ring of Honor tag team champions, they're not only the AAA tag team champions, but they're also the IWGP tag team champions. Okay, love FTR. They have they'll they'll three different belts from three different uh, promotions. Fly on the ring. That's right. That's what it stands for. A few North Carolina boys just doing the best. I did see today, Trevor, along the same lines. It's the 24 year anniversary of the famous Undertaker, Mankind. Hell in a cell, man. Yeah. By God, he, he's dead. He's broken in yeah, half. As God a, is my witness. Jim Ross is so awesome. It's so good. He didn't. Jim Ross didn't do as much a Sunday show for something. They they, they brought in because it was a cross promotion show on Sunday. So they did other announcers, but they did Jim, bring Jim Ross in for one match, and it was Osprey and Orange Cassidy. Oh. So I mean, if there was going to be a match he was going to be on. It was going to be. I mean, he's so great in there too. Of course, because Jim Ross doesn't care what Jim Ross is going to say. He's just going to. He's not going to tow the company line. He's oh, he's old now. Okay. Yeah, he's just he's so. It, it, that's what makes him so great is you can just almost tell how real he is. Opposed to listening to Michael Cole, who is just repeating what he's told in his ear. You hate Michael Cole. He's, he's I mean, I don't never hate coming him. on the show. <laughs> never coming. We haven't on the done show. that bit in a while. He was lined we up. We haven't banned anybody from the show in months. It feels okay. like. I had a surprise <laughs> guest plan for the four o'clock hour today. <laughs> oh Boom! No Michael Cole now. Oh, I'd hang up on him anyway. He's done. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't figure out the phones over here. Click. Well, that's. I mean, <laughs> you wouldn't have to pretend there. <laughs> hey, I've I've hit like six in a row. I've got a longer streak on the phones than I do on Wordle right now. 
Well, with calling people, yeah. We can't got call me. in. Wardo got me the other day, by the way. Come on, Trev. I'm, I'm, I'm up to 84%. Okay. Why do you, like, downplay my, my great percentage? That's a B plus in, 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 if I was in high school right now. It's a solid B. No, it's a B plus. 80 to 90 is the I B think, range. 80 to 89. Isn't it like 85 to 100 an A? No. Like 90 to 100 is an A. Okay, so 84 is it's, it's a solid B plus. We're B plus. talking about all this stuff. We have no idea. We've been out of school for like 20 years. I'm sure kids listening are like, it actually goes to 100. Years. It goes to 142 now. I've been in school three weeks ago. I would never know what an A looks like anyway. I mean, I'm seeing like 4.51 GPAs out there. I'm like, well, this uh, this math doesn't add up. How the hell does this work? I think I got two A's in high school. One in psychiatry, psychology. I like, I like that you remember. And I got the other one in communications, and that was mainly because that was also the teacher that I would I worked at a video store, and I would get videos for him, Disney movies, and he'd dub them and then hand them out as bribes to other teachers. So as a return, he gave me an A no matter what I did. Well... Well done. So I have no <laughs> the most random classes to get A's in, by the way, too. Oh God. I don't I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> Mr. James and Mr. Dinch. We were talking you did do better than I did. I was talking I guess kind of a thing that's going around. I saw it. Somebody asked me this question the other day. You know, what year do you think Pablo Picasso died? And you were much closer than I was with my original Because guess. of a movie, obviously. Of course, you knew that he was alive at a certain time period because in Titanic, they referenced Picasso. <laughs> and so you guessed like 1930-something. By the way, not none of his paintings were actually on the Titanic. So was, just, yeah, they just threw that in there just to throw it in there for no reason other than to let me know that Picasso was alive later than most people would consider. It's a nice little you know tip of the cap. It's yeah. an acknowledgement to the crowd out there like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> I wonder so, if that's why hold he, on. Okay. If you're driving around right now or you're – sitting at work just think to yourself when do you think pablo picasso died and maybe hopefully you'll feel as dumb as i did when i found <laughs> out because i was thinking about that. i knew he was not like a renaissance painter i knew he wasn't like you know, michelangelo i knew i knew it was when was the relatively recent era? hold on i knew it was relatively recent and so my guess was i think sometime around 1880 and when i found out that it was 1973 <laughs> i felt extremely dumb and i'm somebody who don't get me wrong, I'm not an art connoisseur, but I, I like art. Like I, I enjoy. Like I don't know anything about it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy the names. I enjoy like when there's a, a cool exhibit in town at the Speed Museum. I like going out to see it. I want to see the, um, the, the Van Gogh thing that's coming the in July. I think that's going to be cool. Where it's like the you know, you're immersed in Van Gogh paintings. And then I saw the answer, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> only a century off. You guessed 1930-something. Well, so you were I, much closer than yeah, I was. Because, I, I, again, in the movie Titanic, there's a reference that when he, when Billy Zane's talking down to Kate Winslet, he talks about the paintings. She's like, it's this new guy I just discovered in France, Pablo Picasso. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so this is 1921. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm assuming maybe it's not the 30s or 40s, just guessing maybe he was a little older when he was discovered, but clearly he wasn't. I mean, in your fairness, so that's not, I mean, I don't think you're alone in probably guessing that unless you remember a random line from Titanic like I do. I didn't. Or you're an art major. And I know less about art than, I mean, I couldn't, I mean, short of naming, the only artists I can name you are probably Ninja Turtles and Pablo Picasso. <laughs> the closest thing to art I've ever owned is a, uh, a poster for an art show for George O'Keefe. There you go. That I had because I found it in the trash as I was driving by in Barstown Road one day. And I was like, that poster looks cool. It's framed. I was 18 years old and I grabbed it and put it in the back of the car and I hung it in the living room. You had a little, no clue who George O'Keefe was. You want a little. Uh, Thought it was a dude. Art insider tip for <laughs> until, like, you, want some, you want some DL, like a uh, really in-depth art knowledge? What's that? All those flowers that George O'Keefe paints. The Regina's. Just letting you know. 
I did not know that. There you go. That's <laughs> that's, that's your art. Is that like the, that. like when you look at the art block and everything you see is like a certain thing? You're like it's vagina. No, vagina. I think, <laughs> I think she was. Uh, I think with her it was intentional. I think that's that's kind of that was her big thing. Well, unfortunately, none of her paintings were actually in. It was just a like a poster for like a flyer you would see for an upcoming art show she would have. That's cool. It was still kind of, actually it was kind of cool. I wish I had it. Uh, outside Hold of that, on. I don't know anything. I mean, the, I can't. I couldn't tell you the difference between a Picasso and a Michelangelo or Donatello or. Leonardo, or there's no coincidence these names are also Ninja Turtles that I'm naming. Picasso has, like, the disparate faces, like, like where the pieces of the face are in different places. Now, did Picasso like do the Starry, Mo- Starry Night? That's Van Gogh. Okay. Um, who, Vin- did the, who did the stairs? Crazy stairs? Yeah, crazy stairs. Is it Etcher? MC Etcher? I, okay, that's... <laughs> yeah. Released an MC Hammer? Etcher. Uh, <laughs> so, but if you had told, like, feeling dumb about this, if you had told me that I was about a century off, and you'd said... Okay, do you think it was more likely that it was 1773 or 1973? I think seven. I would have said 1773. I believe it. Like, that's how little, that's how, like, the fact that Picasso died 11 years before I was born just doesn't seem right to me. But when, when you talk about famous dumb. artists, and Picasso's name clearly is right there, Van Gogh, you mentioned, we talked about the Four Ninja Turtles. Is he by far the, like, the most recent to die, closest to anything recently to die? All the rest, all the other ones were in, like, the 1800s and 1700s and. 1600s and so on and so forth. Were they not? For the most part, He's yeah. the only 19th century, correct? Or 20th century? 20th century, yeah. I forget there's the other year off, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are, like, Jackson Pollock. Like, there are famous sort of modern, but like, as far as, like... I do know that name. See, but, Thank and, you, Gardens of the Galaxy. And the thing is, <laughs> when I think of those artists, like, I think modern right off the bat. Like, I, you know, you think... Well, George O'Keefe's 20th century, right? Right. And, yeah. like, and like, But you think, like, with Picasso, for whatever reason, maybe it's because he gets he gets sort of... Painted in the same light no as, yeah, as as you know, Van Gogh and as uh, you know the the Renaissance painters and like like maybe that's why I don't know it, it's a, it's just a weird thing like but I'd never connected the dots because again I'm dumb. Well, speaking of goes. speaking of things of art, I watched my money last night. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly Picasso. Along the same lines, I promise you, not exactly the same of the Picasso of the film world. Now you're going to break the heart of the texter who's been asking you to watch this for weeks now. I wa- I finally. With a terrible review. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it's no. Not it's not good at all. Uh, it. I don't remember what my thoughts of were, were of it in 1992 when I saw it. But if they were good, then it did not hold up. Um, it's basically, they. it's like they took the idea of doing the Homeboy Shopping Network characters from, from Living Color. They're like, let's make a movie about these guys. <laughs> we can't get Damon Wayans. So, I mean, uh, Mar- uh Keenan Ivory is the normal person. So we'll get Marlon and replace him. But instead of like making it a goofy comedy, like SNL would do with all their skits to movies, we're going to turn it into like a Beverly Hills Cop 3 plot where we've got this sinister guy doing killing people to get credit card fraud and they get wrapped up in it. And in the meantime, he falls in love with Stacey Dash, who, by the way, is acting in this movie is just a step down below porno actress. Very bad. Hmm. Horrible. Uh, at one point, I thought her next line would be, I did not order sausage on my pizza. So, uh, And then on top of all that, it's just, they they took, it, between every horrible fights and, and, and horrible fight scene and action scene was just another callback to a Damon Wayne's character from In Living Color. You had the homeless guy. You had men on film in there. You had, you had, you had someone trying to be Wanda, which is not as good as Jamie Foxx in drag when it's an extra woman. Just oh, not a good movie. This poor. I'm sorry. 
this poor texter is just gonna he's he's crushed now. The only positive I can say about it is is I stopped watching Raw to start watching it, and at least it was better enough to where I didn't want to turn it off to watch Raw again. Well, that, wow, <laughs> that's, jeez, <laughs> that's an evisceration of Raw. Good lord, uh, we have to there call out. We, we got to call out our guy Keith Wynn. It's been twenty four hours almost. We still haven't got a recruit. I believe there was one who is was planning on committing, and in a true like modern age thing, he had to wait for he's got to wait for the video to be done, the commitment video that's going to post. So we blame the editing crew. I, so I think we're going to get it. So so he, he committed technically. We just haven't had the. He's release going of the to commit. commit. We're just they're getting all the the accoutrement for the announcement together. Now the commit that we got over the weekend was Very that, cultured for eighteen minutes. Oh, you have not. This is like the most show. educated show we've had. I mean, talking about how dumb we are and we don't know stuff. I mean, yeah. It's just we've learned more in the last 18 minutes than I've learned in 18 so years. here's what Keith's trying well, to do, though. Oh, the, here's what Keith's oh, trying yeah. to do. He's trying to claim Luke Burgess now. Well, now, that's what I was going to ask you. Was Luke, the guy who was over the weekend, was he the gentleman who uh, Keith, like, retweeted was, like, a commitment coming or something? He's like, not nah, be, be patient or something. Like, he knew it was, like, Keith knew it was going to happen. He, but he also asked, we texted about going on the show on Monday after the commitment happened. I don't think he gets to claim Luke Burgess. I think he thought that this young man was going to commit within 24 hours, which is why he strategically, strategically said, I can come on Monday or Tuesday. Let's make this happen. And he well, was he going just, to get credit for it. And now, boom, kind of backfired on him. Well, no, he's got the commitment has to happen after he's on the show. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's, like, trying, to, he's trying to claim Luke, and it's, no, it doesn't work no, that no. way. No, again, unless Luke was the one that he had the Twitter exchange with you told me about. No. Okay, that was another recruit. So he still has that one out there. Yeah, that's Madden Sanker, who announced okay. that he's going to be committing uh, and making his announcement on July 11th. So people have been waiting for this. He's the kid. Th- this should be your so favorite player. So we've got to get Keith in on, on July 10th because... Uh-oh, those, the uh, aforementioned phones. How can you dare talk bad about Mo Money? <laughs> Madden Sanker, so he's going to commit on July 11th. He's been People have been talking about him potentially committing for what feels like three weeks now. I think the last time Keith was actually on the show, he thought the uh, Sanker commitment might be imminent. But Madden Sanker, he's the player who should be, I think, your favorite and a lot of people's favorite in the 2022 class because this story, and it has not been— I like con- the name already. I'll tell you it much. It has not been confirmed, but it's been written about uh, a, by a couple of sources that basically— the Miami staff was like, you need to leave your visit last weekend because he just kept talking to everybody about how they should go to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he basically just took a visit to Miami. Did we to like, the mole? He basically just, like, just took a visit to Miami to, like, get the benefits of being a visitor at Miami and then trying to get more play people. Because a couple of the guys uh, who were on the Miami visit were other guys who'd been in, at UofL the weekend before. And so apparently, like, the Miami staff was like, it was very apparent to us that he had no intention of coming to the University of Miami. Have we, have we ever? Have you ever seen that where, where a school just tells a recruit to get out because they're just, they're basically promoting another school? No, but again, it's not I mean, confirmed. <laughs> but we we have hilarious. A, the big news of the day that we're going to talk about a little bit later. You know, the, the ACC football, the landscape of of how the conference is going to work moving forward is going to change after this season, and that news may be a little bit specific. To Madden Sanger's interests. Like, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in the next day. But I, where is Madden Sanger from? He's from Florida? He's from out. Where is he? He's a two-time wrestling champion. I know that. I think Wisconsin. Somewhere out west. Um, I, think, I think he's another California kid. I could be wrong about it. Uh, take it back. Way off. He's from Georgia. Which okay. makes sense because a lot of people thought this was going to come down to Louisville and Georgia. Georgia's a big wrestling state, too. Yeah. He, uh, but he won the state championship in wrestling wearing Louisville socks. So... <laughs> it mean, seemed like a pretty solid it indication. It seems pretty locked up already, yeah. He, by the way, if you're wondering, is number 93 overall 
player in this class, in this class of 2023, the number four overall offensive lineman. So Tackle or guard? Uh, he's a, they said, it just it lists him as an inside offensive lineman. So he's 6'4", 305. I would oh, so guess he he's going to play guard. play guard or center probably, depending on, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But he. He can play tackle at 6'4", now, but not as much. He would be the highest ranked offensive lineman to ever commit to Louisville. And he would, I think Luke Burgess right now is like number three in that on that list. So getting bigger up front. Uh, I mean, we're just. And the is, there, player, is there a position we're not breaking records and recruiting to? Well, and the player we're talking about who I think is going to commit relatively soon is another offensive lineman that we're not even talking about. So, I mean, have we signed the top-rated kicker in the nation yet? No, but we got that guy named Shy, the long snapper. Ooh, Shy. Which is all oh, we care yeah. about. His name's Shy. <laughs> Do-do-do-do. <laughs> and if I ever <laughs> snap a ball to you, <laughs> you will be sure that that snap it is so true. <laughs> what long snapper are you? We just have like elite long snappers for we four do. years, then we just replace them. We had one drafted, didn't we, by Pittsburgh? We did. Um, you don't get to be long snappers drafted, by the way. No, and then he didn't last in the league. Uh, th- th- I didn't say, we didn't have to go that far. But he's writing books now. <laughs> Children's books? Yeah. Are they? I don't know. No, oh, it's, it's My mind suddenly went to, is he doing like Twilight books? No, it's, um, it's. I can't remember his name to save my life. I can't either. And I, I said it. I, I like him. I think the book's name is Leap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that like the movie with Angelina Jolie in it? No. <laughs> now, now it's driving me crazy. Now I've got to look it up. I feel bad. He was, I know he's, I know the Steelers drafted him. I know you're that. right. Yeah. This is driving me crazy. I'm, I'm so sorry. Colin Holba. Because um, yeah, he used to be on Madden. He was rated like a 36. Well. It tied in. <laughs> it's because he was only a long snapper pretty much. Uh, yeah, Leap is the, is the name of his okay. book. He wrote cool. that last year. On Faith, Doubt, and the Community Beside Your Flight. So check it out. Colin Holba. Published almost exactly a year ago today. Go to Amazon. Get it. Get it in your Kindle. Doing great things. Um, man. <laughs> Third sex line. 502-414-1450. More educational things. We just taught you about books right there. We did. Uh, <laughs> Texture says Keith still has two hours. Technically, yes. We'll give him until he came on five oh five yesterday. Well, no, he should get to the end of his segment, which would be five like five twenty ish. Okay, I'm willing to do that. So two hours right now, actually five. It's, it's three twenty four. It's let's say two hours. Text line says, um, and this makes me feel better that we're being, you know we're in the trust tree. This is an honest show. We're the most honest show in the city I've, of Louisville. I've never lied to you, anybody on this show once. That's why we both sound stupid so frequently. <laughs> yes, and it this is. guy says I would have bet money that it was seventeen uh, hundreds to eighteen hundreds. I, I'll be, I mean, I'm telling you, if it wasn't for Titanic, I would have said 17s. or I'd probably said even 15s or 16s. Texas, I saw the Van Gogh thing a couple of months ago in Milwaukee. Very cool, even if you don't know much about art. Trevor would love it if he goes while he's medicated. You would. You, oh, I just, I'm not saying I wouldn't like art. I just I couldn't tell you who. I know. I'm talking about this. The thing that I was talking about that's coming to the speed in July, this this immersive Van Gogh where it's like, it's not just pictures. It's like a light show. It's like surrounds you the entire time. Like with Pink Floyd to it? Kind of. <laughs> I don't think there's. I don't think there's music. The laser show. With Pink I'll Floyd. show you. I'll show you what I'm talking about. Laser Floyd. You would. You would enjoy getting baked and going to this thing. I'm. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, that, that, I love when people say that, and I'm always. I mean, anytime, I always always. Oh, you should go see this as long as you're baked. You go see this as long as you're baked. It's like, have you ever seen it on weed? I mean, can, the problem is, I, I'm not saying no one's wrong when they sell me that and advertise it to me, but I'm thinking. I'm always thinking to myself. The reason I get baked is because it makes everything better. Yeah. Like anything you go to. Well, again, this would fall into that category. I'm stuck in traffic waiting for my, you know, roast beef. It doesn't matter. I got a smartphone and a bowl. I'm good. Texas says, does this guy not know centuries? 
I just got to talk about you or me. You, when you said 19. Oh, I'm so, my bad. I goofed up for half a second. First it, of all, that's the, that's the dumbest thing I'm going to say today. You're crazy. It's, uh, it, it's, so this guy texted in. This is the guy, he started texting in during the DePaul, um, the insurrection, the DePaul surrection that happened last we week. We forgot to talk about how I, I listened to We podcast, do need to talk about yeah. that. So he texted in during the DePaul surrection, and I thought it was just, this is just like a DePaul fanatic. And now, like, because all of his texts just started, the 317 area code. And they just started that day, and it's just been us, us. And then out of nowhere, this morning at 827, he just texts in, we need Roush to, rent, to vent about Roe. <laughs> so I don't know if this is actually is a DePaul fan. But he's calling you out for not knowing centuries. Texas yeah. says, when you can see photographs of Picasso, that is a big clue. I don't know if I've ever seen a photograph of Picasso. Adding to the mystery. Which one cut off his ear? That's Van Gogh, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Picasso, like... I. I'm looking at him now. First of all, there's a picture of him topless wearing like a toga. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I just watched. He Ocean- looks kind of like Abe Pagoda. I, <laughs> I never would. I, I couldn't have told you what Picasso looked like. I didn't know what Abe Pagoda looks like. <laughs> I was just, I just thought of another uh, art fact because I was in Ocean's Eleven recently. I watched Monet died of syphilis and Monet married his mistress. That's exactly right. I went and, and saw, they both decided to paint in between. <laughs> I went and saw the the impressionist exhibit when it was here, like in like oh six. Monet and Manet's fantastic. Manet. Water lilies, no Monet and Manet's everywhere. The, the paintings everywhere. Water lilies, as far as you can see, brilliant, lovely. I just think so. Here's what I thought Picasso looked like. There's a the famous Picasso picture, and I I believe it's a self portrait where he's got like the red beard and he's got kind of like a chiseled face. Yeah, and that, oh yeah, I've seen that on the picture of T-shirts on Facebook. Exactly. To sell me, yeah. But, <laughs> we all get our art in different ways. Yeah. So that's what I, I thought. Like when you like Im- imagine Picasso, but the texture's right. You can see actual photographs of him, and he does not look anything like. He's an old man in all these pictures that are on Google Images, and he doesn't have a beard in any of them. Well, so who's the guy on the on the on the T-shirt? It's a self portrait. I'm sure it was him at a very specific time. I guess when he never was photographed. But he doesn't look any. Like, he looks like a. Well, how can we not get photographed? I mean, it wasn't like he was in the fifteenth or you know fifteen hundreds or sixteen hundreds when you know you didn't have cameras. He was alive through the fifties and sixties and seventies. I'm telling you right now, Google image how search. How was he when he died? By the way, there's not one photo on Google image search of Pablo Picasso with a beard. I think the self portrait. I think he just painted it how he wanted himself to look. Just did it for bleeps and giggles. I'm calling Picasso out. Half century after his death, <laughs> calling him out. He was looks like he was old. He was ninety two. Oh wow. So he was born in the 1800s. 1881. Full life. That is a full life. Most artists don't go that long, right? Well, depends. Well, these, like, aren't they these, like, isn't that the point of starving artists? I mean, sometimes. Isn't I mean, that where it comes from? Not all of them are starving. Well, nowadays. <laughs> They're artists, though. Texture says, so Trevor couldn't get an A in physical education slash gym class. LOL. Uh, in my defense to that <laughs> one, I know you're going with the joke. But it didn't help that I also had that class at six periods, so I think I went to it like once. No. It was the last class. Like, well, not my freshman. I told you my freshman year I had gym the first period. Worst time you could have gym ever as a freshman. Hated it. I had it before lunch freshman year, and it was like the farthest place away from the, the cafeteria. It's like, hey, that sucked. go to gym. It's 8.30 in the freaking morning. It's like, and, it, and by the way, we the, the concept of high school showers weren't available by 1994. So then you just, you know, you play basketball, whatever, you just stink the rest of the freaking day. Okay, I was That's wrong. That's my excuse for never. So the, the, the text line is let me know. And, of course, again, just fully ignorance on complete display. The red beard photos van Gogh. 
Okay. <laughs> the one we the were... red beard self-portrait. <laughs> what? The... I mean, we told I at least admitted I couldn't tell you the difference between any of them. So Picasso's self-portraits, they do look actually more like him as a young man. Okay. Not bearded at all. Had no beard. What What does Michelangelo and Leonardo actually look like? Or Donatello? Or Raphael? By the way, if you ever go to Florence, Italy, which I know you're dying to. I... Once every weekend. Everywhere you go. Michelangelo is like. He's like LeBron. Okay, is it Michelangelo or Michelangelo? I think technically it's Michelangelo, but you can say whatever you want. Okay. I'm not making sure. I didn't know if you're being pretentious on me. No, but he's everywhere. Like you can't walk anywhere without like Michelangelo keychain, like 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 little tiny uh, like like Davids, like like just everywhere you go, you you can't walk a corner without just being smacked in the face by Michelangelo. Was his last name's David? No, the 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 sculpture. Oh, the skull. Yeah, yeah, the no arm thing. Michelangelo's David. Yeah, tiny penis. I forgot he did that. Yeah. Much, much bigger than you th- you think it's going to be in real life. The statue, not, about, okay, not the penis. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> penis is, is, is as it looks. Who did the thinker? The actual statue is huge. Who did the thinker? I believe that's Michelangelo. Is that him too? Yeah. I always think of that, the thinker because of uh, Dobie Gillis, the TV show. They always started it with him in front of the thinker. The statue. thinker or the stinker. I just think of the, uh, no, I take it back. It's Rodin. Rodin? Rodin. Oh. This is, I mean, this is the most cultured we've had in the first 30 minutes of a show. I mean, is it really culture if we're just, like, looking up things that we're wrong about? <laughs> or just asking you to look it up and you Google it for me? There so it is. Because I've never heard, I've never heard of Rodin. Uh, Salvador Dali died in 1989. That's a good one. I'm not familiar with him. There's a picture of him. Uh, somebody sent him a picture. Ooh, that's a crazy, is it him walking an anteater? Yes, it is. Is he, now, is he, I, I don't know if I can consider him more recently famous that, uh, author, or, uh, Artist to die if I'm not even familiar with him. I mean, I know who Picasso is. You know who Dolly is? Like, I, I couldn't tell you like famous works. I at least know who he is. I mean, the name sounds a little familiar, but doesn't ring a bell as much as Picasso would. Well, there's a picture of him walking in an anteater. It's glorious. <laughs> Texas Mike, have you seen the South Park Game of Thrones theme song spoof called the Wiener Song? It's hilarious. I have. Uh, I've not seen it. It was a, they did like a three part series. Oh, it was about Black yeah. Friday back in the day. Wiener, Wiener, Wiener. <laughs> Uh, I haven't watched South Park. South Park and uh, Family Guard are two shows that I haven't watched. South I haven't Park watched forever. either in probably a decade. And it's not that I don't enjoy them. I could probably go back and start rewatching them and laugh my butt off to every moment of them. But you know, I heard, have heard Family Guys really taking a drop back since they had to be a little bit more uh, Quagmire had to be pulled back a lot. I hear. Well, yeah, he's a rapist. That's not going to play. <laughs> probably should have never played. I mean, Texas, I went to the Van Gogh thing a little cartoon. high. I can confirm it's the move. I can see that being the move. I can see that being. I'll, I'll show you pictures of what I'm talking about or videos of what I'm talking about after the break. Uh, Texture says, Gislaine Maxwell sent us to 20 years in prison. When will TK address his name being on the Epstein flight logs? Who? What? What the hell just happened? What? Do you know anything about this? Who? I know I know Jeffrey Epstein is. Gislaine Maxwell was like his significant other. What's the name? Gislaine Maxwell. That's, that is seriously made up, right? No, yeah. how have you not seen any of this? If that is not a porn name. I've not, I don't know what it is. She's been on trial for a long time. Sentenced to twenty years in prison now. She's they've somehow kept this you know the Jeffrey Epstein list of friends and you know sexual predators quiet for a long time. All yeah, sorts of conspiracy I hear all theories that about stuff. this. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And now that you're being accused of being on the flight logs, that you went I to, am? you went to the island. I've never been to the island. I would hope not. I don't even know who what what Jisleen is. Texture says, TK needs to check Picasso's cubism lifted trippy stuff, man. 
<laughs> You're gonna love it. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, no, no more art talk. We'll get into the big news of the Aww. day, which is the ACC football changing how its schedule is going to work moving forward. Louisville's schedule is going to look dramatically different starting in 2023. The entire conference is. We'll get into that after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Make away downtown, walking fast, faces past, and I'm homebound. for every song like that was from this genre they all just started singing like that way for a, a nine month period slow and then speed up and well i could sing like i didn't remember this song by the way this guy i mean this lead singer dude it's like a spider-man song wasn't it <laughs> such a serious trout slapper look i mean this dude is a goofball looking. i don't know what that phrase is i don't i don't, oh, I don't you, think i want to know what it yeah, is i'll try you google it <laughs> i mean i've got an idea I don't know if we're allowed to say Have that. Have I never used it before the show? No. I'd be up called. <laughs> I think it's probably a good thing. Well. <laughs> I tell you what, if you don't know what it is, look at the picture of the lead singer of The Calling. That's what it is. There it is. There's a theme today, by the way. Is there? There is. Is it a year? I'm not going to just give it away. Because those are about the same time period. It is both a year and there's a connection. That's like. It's actually a countdown of a year. I want to this say is a, I'm do, uh, today is the top six songs of a certain year, and number six was a thousand miles. I believe it's ninety eight or ninety nine. It could be, <laughs> but I'm going to. But yeah. the beginning of that song, the Vanessa Carlton song, <laughs> I my sister would even get so frustrated because I could not remember what she would say, and so it'd be in my head and be like, "Making my way downtown, I'm walking, I'm going, I'm flying, people, I'm seeing." And she'd be like, that's not how it goes. I'm like, I don't care. Now it makes you mad. I'm just going to keep doing it more. I, I did not really know the video, but I knew because I only knew the She's song. She's on a piano driving on a highway. And I knew the song because mainly because of the movie White Chicks. I guess how I knew the song. And when I saw when I clicked on the music video for the song, the first thing that made me just laugh, you know, I don't really I don't read comments on YouTube. Uh-huh. But like you always see that last comment at the very top. And I love the first, the top, like the top, the last, the very last comment, the top one when you own this video is going, honey, I'm heading out. Don't forget to grab the piano. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what? I saw that in the video started and I just couldn't help but laugh the whole time. I was trying to do the video. (laughs) Is her name pronounced, this person on Twitter, on text line is trying to say it's G-Lane, G-Lane. I thought it was like Gislane, Gislane. (laughs) It's spelled G-I-S. The way you pronounced G- it makes it sound so fake. <laughs> it's spelled G-H-I-S-L-A-I-N. It's one of those that you see, like, because you're, if you're on the internet, you see it a million well, times more a, than you actually hear it. Is it a GIF or a GIF? I mean, I've said both ways. I say it's a GIF. So I usually say GIF now. So how's it pronounced? How's her name spelled? G-H-I-S-L-A-I-N. 
Oh, good Lord. Gislaine. He's saying it's G-Lane. <laughs> Both. Who cares? She's, she's crook. She's going to jail. Yeah, is this one that set up a pedophile for, for dates? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and with you, you want to know how to pronounce her name? Inmate. Uh, <laughs> get out of here. That's what we're talking about. Come on. Was... Get, 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 get out of here. <laughs> You're done. Uh, let's talk about the big news of the day. ACC football scheduling is changing dramatically starting in 2023. We knew this was kind of on the horizon. They've been talking about it for a couple of months. The writing was on the wall. But officially now, after this season, divisions, no more. Bye-bye. No, no more Atlantic Division title. No more Coastal Division chaos. I just freaking learned which one was which, too. It took a long time. We finally got there, and now, boom, no more. What a shock. The only people opposed to this, I think, are... Coastal Division fans because it's the weakest division in power conference sports. <laughs> Unfortunately for us, we got slotted into Virginia, into a Maryland spot in the Atlantic where we had to play Florida State and Clemson. And originally it was bad because Florida State was so good. They, I mean, they were the kings of college football at that point in time when we joined the league in 2014. And then Clemson was just kind of getting to that point where they were right there in like tier B. And then, of course, Florida State falls off the face of the earth after those first couple of seasons. Clemson then becomes the best or second best program in all of college football. So Louisville just kind of there. And still, we thought we'd establish ourselves as a healthy second or third. Never really happened after the 2016 season. And now we're trying to get back. But it won't be with the Atlantic Division after this year, at least. We will now go to a, they're calling it a, what is it? Three, five, five scheduling model, which means every team in the ACC is going to play three primary opponents annually and the other 10 teams are going to face twice during a four-year cycle, once at home, once on the road. And the obvious thing that this does is eliminates those annoying situations where you can go like six years without playing an opponent in the other division. I mean, we, we've played Virginia Tech once since we joined the conference, and it was in 2020. We joined this league in 2014. That should not be happening. And now it's not going to happen. So our three primary opponents, and we talked about who we wanted to, you know, when, when this first came up a couple of months ago, mm. who we thought we'd like it to happen. I think you and I both said – some combination of we wanted Florida State. I think, I think Florida State was like the one common denominator we all agreed on. And then we wanted, I think I said Syracuse is kind of like a layup slash we have a little bit of history there. And then I think it was the last one that we got kind of, we were sort of all over the place with. I think I was more prone to leaning towards Miami as well. I mean, I just. You I, wanted like Florida State, Miami, Clemson. Yeah, I think that's kind of who I was going to, I wanted to go with. I mean, you I have just, a death wish. Well, I mean, I just, I'm, I ain't scared. Uh, I just want uh, I just to uh, bring it, bring it on. I mean, I just, it's the, it's the schools that if we're going to play somebody a guaranteed three each year, I want it to be the three that we have the, I mean, I want to say the most history with, cause I mean, our history with each of these schools, the exception of kind of Florida state from back in, back in the day of, uh, independent scheduling is it started in 2014. But I mean, Clemson has been obviously the most heated. I think Florida state. Sticks there even with our '80s history, and Miami. I don't know. I just feel like it. Just I, I, we we do so much recruiting up until now. Recently in the South, I just figured Miami would make the most sense. Can you really say Clemson's been the most heated when we're zero and seven against them? I know, I know, I know. But I don't think they view it the same way. It was heated for those first three years, and then it became like seventy six to seven and stuff. Well, that's just the one and the one after that and after that. But other than those last year we were right there. We should have won. Yeah. Here's the, the three actual primary opponents. If you haven't heard yet, Louisville will play for the next four years these three teams every single year. Virginia, man, the ACC really wants this rivalry to be I a mean, thing. Love them. Virginia, Miami, we got get one. your wish there, and Georgia Tech. 
People were mad about the Georgia Tech game because drop Virginia, make Florida State. I saw David Hale talking about how like Louisville has one of the fan bases, like Louisville, Florida State, and Clemson have fan bases that actually like travel for road games. Like we were pretty well represented for a lot of these road games, especially when we're pretty good. And Georgia Tech didn't deserve to have um, like a primary opponent within driving distance because their fans like don't go anywhere. And, I believe that. And yet they've kind of got us. Like it's not a terrible drive from Atlanta to Louisville. I mean, it's Atlanta. Atlanta fans don't show up to halftime their own home games in the playoffs. That alone, exactly. No. So their three primary opponents are Clemson, Wake Forest, and Louisville. Like David Hale was like, they should have gotten Syracuse and Pitt and Boston College because <laughs> <laughs> it's only fair to do things that way. But that's those are our three primary opponents. We're playing them every single year. Our home schedule for 2023, the season after next, is going to be this in the ACC: Boston College, Duke, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Not ideal. But the big thing that everybody has circled is this 2026 season, which hopefully will be— 2026? Yes. Our 2026 schedule is this. In one year on our schedule, we're going to have Clemson. We're going to have Miami. We're going to have Florida State. We're going to have Georgia. We're going to have Notre Dame. That's Pierce Clarkson's junior year, I believe, That right? would be Pierce—would potentially be Pierce Clarkson's senior year. Senior year. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Bad. That whole class, they could potentially be seniors. And, yeah, I mean, let's— Let's keep recruiting pretty well because we're, <laughs> we're going to need that team to be pretty good. And, of course, Kentucky's also So you're telling me on a year that we look at as being our breakout year, we have probably the hardest schedule we've ever had as a university since Howard Schnellberger in, like, 91. I think 25 would be the year that you circle. That class will be – I mean, if Ruben Owens and those guys are go- as good as we want them to be, yeah, they'll, they'll be, be going pro after year. that junior year. Point, yeah. So, yeah, 2026. That home schedule, by the way, in case you're wondering, is Clemson, Georgia Tech, Miami, Wake, and Georgia. All those games are at home this year. Also, that, that hard schedule the year after everyone leaves. That's even better. Potentially. I mean, you'll have some guys that will be sticking around for their season. That could be seasons. what we call a bridge year. Well, unless we kill it with the 2024 that's class. That's true. That's true. That's what we're doing. Notre Dame will be on the road. Uh, UK will be on the road. Florida State will be on the road. We also play North Carolina. And the thing is, you get excited looking at that, but who knows who's going to be good in those years? Miami, no, Miami could, you know, the bottom could fall out. Georgia Tech might be fantastic. I mean, we looked at our future coastal schedules when they first came out, and we were like, hell yeah, Pitt in 2022. And now it's like, hell no, Pitt reigning ACC champions with a lot back from that team. So you, you just never know. Maybe North Carolina gets really good again with Mac Brown, who would be, I think, 91 at that point in 2026. He's going to hand over the reins to his grandson at some point. Uh, you, you, you just don't know, but still. You expect Georgia to be good, Notre Dame to be good, Florida State and Clemson to be good, and then you have Miami as well. They're I mean, always Mi- going to have talent. Miami has the finds the right coach, and I can't remember who did who did who is the coach down Miami? I'm trying to complete blank. Because uh, then they just hire somebody new down there. They hired uh, it's the dude who used to be at Oregon who was at FI uh, Mark Cristobal. Oh yeah, well when they find the right coach, uh, <laughs> they haven't done fired it. at FIU. <laughs> haven't done it yet. Miami will will have a resurgence. Like they're, they're obviously, as you can see, they're they're bringing in talent's never been a problem. And with now this nil stuff, they're going to bring in more talent, just not the ones that they you know bring in from our recruits because we just go out there and steal them on recruiting trips. But they get they just need the right coach. Stuck on that, John Ruiz, and it ain't Crystal Ball. I promise you that. Yeah. <laughs> Texture, by the way, says the person I, – I, I've, I've seen this before. The person who invented the gift says it's pronounced Jif, like peanut butter. No, he so – He did. Okay. It's well, a real thing because I changed it to Jif, and then, like, I rewired my brain to say Jif after I found that out. And then nobody else followed suit, and they made fun of me for saying Jif. So now I just kind of – I feel like I'm all over the place. So so in, in your terms, the the Jai who says that it, it, he created it, it's, it's now Jif. Well, I mean, that's that – Because, you know, it's it's pronounced since we're doing Jesus. How do you today. spell the – how do you pronounce the word G-I-A-N-T? I don't. I don't. You have to spell slower to me. What, what's the New York football team besides the Jets? The Giants. Yes. 
Okay, there's no eye behind uh, behind it though, and that what causes it. There's an the I. Giraffe. I Both that, words yeah. start G-I, Trevor. But doesn't the G stand for graphic? Uh, I don't even know what it stands for. Yeah, it, stands it for, sounds about right. I'm pretty sure it stands for graphic. So What when, does that have to do with anything? If the G stands for a word that's pronounced with a guh, then shouldn't the... Uh, the, the what would, what would I be? think your logic is flawed. The abbreviation be pronounced with a gif, like a guh? I don't think that's the way it works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. The guy who invented it says gif. Yeah, but maybe he's just trolling you. <laughs> Great internet term. <laughs> so that's what we're doing with it. What's your overall thought on, because what I've seen, and, and I know it's a limited sample size as far as like commenters on websites and, and social media, it seems like scrapping divisions and going to just like a 14-team full conference has gotten pretty high marks from ACC fans. What are your overall I thoughts? I mean, here? I'm kind of torn because on one hand, I, I like getting rid of some of the conferences because you – you never know how it's going to work out. And unfortunately for the ACC, the, the Coastal has been a blind leading the blind the entire time it's been around. Like, you, it's just been a complete cluster. It's been, it's just been bad. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a, a random who no one's risen to the top and stayed there. It's just been a once a year, two year type run. And it hasn't been what they wanted. They always wanted Florida State and, and Miami. They were hoping there was that matchup in the ACC title game. It's never happened. Uh, but on the other hand, I like the, I like having more yearly opponents locked in than only having three and then just a random number every year, like because you can't get a real rivalry going if you if you're not playing someone each and every year and only having three of those, I don't know. It just feels insensitive to being Virginia again. It just feels so freaking forced. Yeah, like the, if, if we haven't got a hatred for each other, short of your despise of Thomas Jefferson. Hate him. Then not true. He'll never come on the show. Never come on the show. <laughs> His great great grandkids have rejected us many a times that we've called. Then, then I don't. It's never going to happen. It's just let it go. I mean, so I kind of I don't know. I'm, I'm torn in between. Am I, am I, which one I like? It is kind of weird looking at the schedule now and knowing. I mean, we've played Clemson every year since we got into this conference. I mean, wait. besides the the COVID year, yeah. And now, yeah, you know, we play them away this year. And you look at 2022; they're not on the schedule. And then 2023, they're going to be – I take it back. I mean, I mean 2023, the first year that we have this new scheduling model, we don't play Clemson. And then the year after that, we're back away. So we don't get Clemson at home again until 2026. Let's see. We're going one way and they're going the other, and now they're just going to avoid us. And I don't like that. That's why I want to keep them on the schedule. Because I knew the pendulum would swing eventually. They're scared. I mean, they know Trevor oh, yeah. Lawrence got picked off three times by Louisville in his two games. Had it held to a season career low, I think 76 passing yards. I mean, yards. they're running away from us faster than they go down that hill to start a game. No. Yeah. No. You could have done better. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more. It was just like a factual thing that they do. It wasn't even like a. You think it was going to be dirty or something? I, mean, I, I mean, thought it was going to be making fun of them somehow. I mean, I was, you know, making a comparison. I wanted something like that. But I like this. <laughs> if, and if you're wondering how they're going to do. Damn, Trevor. How they're going to pick who plays in the conference championship game, because there still will be a conference championship game. They're going to go with the. Can you, can you have a conference championship game with no conferences, no divisions? Yeah. Big 12's yeah. been doing it for the last few years. That's true. Yeah. They're going to do it with the two teams that have the highest winning percentage, which. Mm, okay. Conference winning percentage. Not, so don't look at record necessarily. I guess, but like. I mean, I know that you can say, how can they not be hand in hand? But sometimes, I mean, I don't know. I guess they would be. Yeah, like seven and seven and one and seven and one is going to be the same winning percentage. I don't really know how that works, but 
there's going to have to be tiebreakers in place. So for, for the record, though, if that was the case, because I, I have last year's standings up, you would have had the exact same ACC title game as as Pitt versus Wake Forest. Then. They had the two best conference records? They had two best conference records at 77.8 for Wake and 889 for Pitt. I think what they're trying to avoid, though, is a situation like we, we've had several times where like a 5-3 and three Duke from the Coastal is playing an 8-0 Clemson. What they want is... Yeah, I get Yeah. What this does is ensure that if there's a situation like 2016 where... I know we lost to Kentucky and Houston to end the season, but we went 7-1 in conference play. We clearly were the second-best team in the ACC during conference play. We went to Clemson, played an absolute classic of a game, narrowly lost on their home field. I think the world would have liked to have seen a Deshaun Watson versus Lamar Jackson round two on a neutral on a neutral field the two teams with the two best records in that conference like that's what you want to make sure happens when we did this the, the one time in the COVID year in 2020 Notre Dame nips Clemson in the regular season it's very clear that those are the two best teams in the conference that they're, they're the two best teams two of the best teams in the entire country they're both going to the playoff you want the rematch they get the rematch Clemson gets the better of Notre Dame they both go to the playoff anyway like that's that's the ideal scenario you don't want every team in the coastal has finished four and four and we're, we're getting North Carolina because they have a random tiebreaker over Virginia to play an 8-0 Clemson team while 7-1 and Louisville and 6-2 and North uh, Florida State are left watching from home. That's what this hopefully avoids. I mean, did they not think of that, though, when you when you started dividing? They, they thought Miami was going to be a lot better than they were. Well, still, but even if, even if you think Miami's going to be a lot better than they are, and they did, I mean, you don't ever think to yourself, well, maybe this could be a scenario that could happen? I guess, but I mean, you know, there was no guarantee that I mean, we've only seen it happen in professional base and professional sports for the last couple of decades. But think about had. when Miami joined the conference; like they had been riding high in, in the Big East for so long, they'd been there was no sense that they weren't just going to bounce back and become a powerhouse again at some point. And there also was no sense at that time. We've talked about this several times in the show that Clemson was just going to emerge and break through the glass ceiling and become the superpower in college football. It, it was. And maybe you could look at the depth of the rest of the divisions and say, like, NC State is stronger than you know, Virginia and North Carolina at that time and some of the other schools that are in the Coastal. But there was, you know, everybody outside of that top tier, people thought Virginia Tech was going to be a lot better than they were. By the way, just for, for example, I'm just going back each year and looking to see when you would have where the Coastal champion didn't have the second the second best percentage or one of the top two percentages in play. The last time that happened was 2016 with Louisville. Really? Every year, been every year since then, it's been it would the, the, the two best records were by conference percentage, one the top coastal and the top Atlantic. Really? Louisville that year, obviously, we went seven and one in conference, uh, and Virginia Tech on the other side went six and two. So they had a seven fifty winning, where ours was eight seventy five. What was the year Duke Duke played in the ACC championship game? Because they were not good. Um. That was, I mean, they had a good year. A couple, but one year they had a good year. Twenty thirteen, I take it back. Okay, so yeah, I thought it was way. I thought it was during our era because yeah, uh, they got beat by Florida State forty five to seven. Twenty fifteen, it worked out. Twenty fourteen was borderline. Uh, Clemson and Georgia Tech had the same winning percentage. And the pushback to that would be, well, those teams in the coastal don't have to play the teams in the Atlantic. Yeah. You know, if you're by the way that Duke year, who by that Duke team went six and two. They were a seven fifty. Clemson was the one that would have gotten the. The, the short in the straw, they were 875. Mm. It was just a one-loss difference. The winning percentage. I think you're going with winning percentage. You're already, yeah. you're already a company man. I mean. Get him, get this man on Packer and Durham. <laughs> 2012, that's the bad year. The, 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 the top team in the Coastal would have been fourth in the, uh, in the, in the Atlantic. Man. <laughs> well, so we're making up for a thing that happened 10 years ago. 
Texture says, this is a good point that we haven't really discussed. I think you may have mentioned it in passing, but scheduling format worked out great for us because two states, uh, Georgia and Florida, especially South Florida, we recruit heavily. We're not going to get to play in both those areas every other year. That's a big win for us. Yeah, that's the one reason I wanted to keep Florida State in Miami, but I guess you're saying Georgia Tech is... We've recruited the Miami area probably stronger than like where Florida State is. Like We've gone to Southern Florida, like the texture says, and we've gotten some kids out of Miami. Well, we've recently. been doing Miami since, I mean, obviously Snowbird got here. But now, like, we're not getting, like, the leftovers. We're getting, like, the guys who no, are picking no, us. No, no, we're getting some better players. The Madden yeah, Sankers yeah. who are, you know, from Georgia and picking us over Miami. We're, yep. we're getting those types of players. Trevor Lawrence is from, from Atlanta. Trevor Lawrence is from Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Him and Justin Fields were the same class from Atlanta. Uh, was he from Atlanta? I thought it was, like, some small school. Because we got T-Webb from the same high school. Wasn't that? It's right out Cartersville or yeah, whatever? Yeah, Cartersville. Yeah. It's, like, it's like saying Jeffersonville's. It's like saying you live in St. Matthews, not Louisville, though. Okay, I got you. This is the equivalent. Uh, I got a bit of a hot take, but I don't think there is any sports movie that isn't very corny at times. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess there's depends on the way you look at it. Yeah, I mean, every sports movie can be considered corny, I guess. I mean, which one isn't? I don't know. I mean, there's going to be a, a, a sense of, yeah, because, I mean, that's what sports are. They're, they're somewhat cliches. But. By the way, you were asking about hockey and, like, the dump and chase stuff yesterday. Oh, yeah, so a texter sent in, like, a lengthy, lengthy explanation <laughs> for why teams do this. So if you want to go look at that from 212, that will answer all your dump and chase questions. I will not only look at it, but I want to point out the fact that he did that that tells you that I wasn't wrong. They were doing that way too much in that game. See, but you were wrong or about saying the that they were throwing it from one end of the ice to the other because that's icing. But they would do. I mean, it was. I mean, maybe they were around mid ice, but yeah, they would shoot it. They would shoot, and it would always constantly go back and around, and they would run each other down, and the other one take it about mid ice and shoot it. It was like, good lord, this is boring, man. Well, control the puck. Sometimes you have to. What like, happened to puck handlers? You don't want to give up a, a strong breakaway chance on the other end. Like you dump and chase, and then you establish possession in the corner, get your defensive men down there, and that <sighs> get the puck in the zone. Bad for hockey, man. It's Bad fine. for hockey. Ah, he's doing fine. We'll no, take a break when we come back. Still, four, it's still third. Well, I mean, either. fourth. Of course, yeah. it's always going to be fourth. Second hour is coming up next. Uh, we will get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I also want to talk about what is the Louisville sports story of the summer. I think there are two. Two candidates. We need to break it down and we'll also look at some of the past stories of the summer. Ooh. All that coming your way. Hour number two, Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, the big X. Taking back my tell me ma, what's it gonna be? She said you don't know what you mean to me. I'm taking back my original guess because I know for a fact this song was out when I like first started driving. Ooh, really? So it had to have been did like you, Did you have a Darnay Scott jersey like the guy in the video? Yes. <laughs> first thing that stuck out to me. So I'm thinking this is more a one. Ish. Is that your final guess? <laughs> Yeah, no, this had to have been. I, I remember the summer. Yeah, it's, oh, it's 01 or 02 now. I think it's 01. 
Is that your final guess? Yes. Eh. Ah, O2? Yes. Damn. Ah. But this is the song number three. Okay. According to the top 100 billboards, songs of 2002, number six, Thousand Miles. Number five, whatever that crap, crap rock song was. Yeah. It was in, uh, what, what movie is that in? The, um, oh, it's from a movie? It's in, um, oh my God, the, the Christmas movie, Love Actually. Oh, it's just the one I've never seen. Yeah, well, so. actually, good. I like and it. I think now it's kind of the point, like with TJ and a fast food burger. I just don't want to watch it just because everybody keeps telling me, "Oh, I love them." Actually, uh, that was number five. So this is number four, uh, four. So we still have three, three, the three top songs of 2002 to go. Okay, I'm excited. Are you? Are, do you have any guess? Maybe who was in the top? Three? Oh man, I can't even remember. Um, but, but, listening to the lyrics, this Nelly is one sneaky dude. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got a wife, he's got a husband, he's got a kid with him. Not to mention the guy's driving Mercedes. Way to go, Nelly. Well, but she scoops up and or she she takes his car and scoops Nelly up in her two seater. His two seater. Oh man. Yeah. He's also wearing the cool throwback uh uh St. Patrick's Day uh, Dwight Gooden jersey in here. It's funny you bring that up. I saw today is the like twenty four year anniversary, not just of the Hell in a Cell match, but of Nelly releasing Nellyville. Okay. Had it I think I bought it the first day. Didn't know it was coming out. Nelly had a record store, bought it. Nelly and his throwback jersey trend that started this time. Probably kept cardboard heroes open for an extra four years. <laughs> I mean, we had, I would have got, I mean, I, I sold, you know, $1,000 worth of jerseys to people all the time. Come in, buy those authentic mitts. And I would love it when they'd come in, they'd be like, I got that for $16 downtown. I'm like, yeah, you got a piece of crap ripoff. I mean, also kept the bandit in- industry going. He did. <laughs> He's the face of St. Louis rap. He is the St. Louis music, what John Mellencamp is to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> is that a fair comparison? That a fair statement? The first time I ever heard country grammar, and he said, "I'm from the Lou and I'm proud." I was like, "This guy from Louisville? How do we not know about this?" And then I was like, "Oh, the nobody calls St. Louis the Lou." Who, really? By the way, yeah. I mean, and who's the? I never was never really familiar with his group. Who's the one that's wearing like the the Hannibal Lecter mask? You talking about the um, St. Lunatics? Yeah, is that why he's wearing a Hannibal Lecter mask? It was Murphy Lee, who was young. He was like 15, 16. Was he? Is, okay. There was, uh, I think, Keyshawn. Jackson? No. Members Johnson? of St. Lunatics. Uh, Better Up was a great song. I just know watching Lunatics this the Super Bowl. guy Top wearing like, the Super Bowl. <laughs> this guy wearing this, this Hannibal Lecter mask might be the worst fashion attempt for a trend since the pacifier of the early 90s. It was Nelly Ali, Murphy Lee, and Keywon. Murphy like- Lee's name I do recognize. Because Murphy Lee's name I remember because his name was prominent... On that bad boy song that was awful. Nelly Murphy, did he? Yeah, yeah. shake your tail feather. Yeah, that's the only reason I think I remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> that song, I hated that song. Who wore the mask? Um, yeah, it's such a bad. Tr- it's like I want to get something over and start a trend. What can I do? Nelly goes, I'm gonna put a bandaid and wear throwback jerseys. This guy goes. I'm going to wear a Hannibal Lecter mask. He actually wasn't even in the group. He was, When it went popular, he was out of the group already. An embittered former member of Nelly's crew is claiming the St. Louis rapper is guilty of unfair business practices for failing to pay his crew. They threw him out of the his group. His name was Slow Down. That's why they threw him out of the group, because they are like, dude, your trend sucks. The mask wasn't cool. It's <laughs> not cool, man. Give it up. God, yeah. Yeah, Slow Down is his name. He's on Twitter. Oh, wow. He must be famous. He has barely more followers than you do. Oh, he does have more than me, though? 1,250. Oh, I have a goal now. 
There is no way in hell I'm having less followers than Slowdown. You got to get over Slowdown. I got to get over Slowdown. You got to make this happen. Can I? And that way I can claim I have more followers than a famous rapper. <laughs> Playing kind of fast and loose with the term famous, but still. Make it happen. Uh, <laughs> God, what are, what are we doing? Second hour's <laughs> underway. Better than art discussion, maybe, right? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. It's also apparently the anniversary, according to a texture, of Pat Summit's death. RIP to the GOAT. Oh. There you go. Um, Yesterday was the 20th birthday anniversary of John Cena's WWE debut. Started in Louisville. He, he started in Louisville, though. OEW. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Texas says watching Virginia football is as exciting as watching Virginia basketball. I would have preferred any team other than Virginia. What? I just I think Virginia's all. I think Virginia they threw football, against us like sixty five times last year. Yeah, Virginia football is like ten times more upbeat, uh, 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 fast paced than their offense in basketball. Yeah, I, I, I would push back against that. I think it's just because it's Virginia. They're not. They're never going to be like ten and zero. But they've been throwing the ball a lot. They're going to throw it again this year. Brandon Armstrong's back. Um, so do you, do you think it's you think it's a safe bet if I told you there's a chance that the Virginia football team scored more points in a game last year than than the Virginia basketball team did? Well, yeah, there was like one game where the Virginia basketball team scored like 32 points this year, and the Virginia football team I know scored, scored over 33 against us. Yeah. I know that <laughs> multiple games, maybe. I think they probably did. Uh, Texter again five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the Thornton sex line. Says Mike and Trevor, what grade do you give KP and staff for their roster changes with or without Imani Bates? Well, I mean, hate to be this guy, but like, okay, well, they brought six guys back. Okay, let's look. He, you, you lose. Trey Davis. And real quickly on that, I'm kind of, if we aren't going to add anybody of substance, if we're not going to, like, they may just say we're not going to add anybody. We're going to keep nine scholarships. We'll get the other four to the walk-ons for this year. I'm kind of bummed that we didn't keep Trey and Tay Davis because Trey, say what you will about his game, was a dog, played hard, seems to fit the KP mentality. I think his brother was going to be an even better college player. And it sounds like Trey, at least up there in, in South Orange, they're saying, like, he's going to be without question, a starter for a, what should be a pretty good Seton Hall team. But then he's just kind of lost in the mix of what else we were. I mean, he's right there with everybody else we have as a wing player. Who, Hell, he'd probably start at the two on this with this roster right now. I mean, he, Tay totally, Davis might. Only, he is only 6'5". It's not like he's was huge anyway. I mean, he's guard size despite playing more of a low-down position. But to answer the question, I mean, you can't give – it feels unfair because all the reasons we've talked about a million times, what's going on here – and I don't think it's necessarily like this isn't my grade for the first few months of Kenny Payne on the job in general because I think a lot of the things he's done, I think he's, the press conferences have been great. I think the hires that he's made on his coaching staff have been great. I think a lot of the moves that he's gotten, you know, getting certain people involved with Louisville basketball have been great. And I think the the early job that he's done with the 2023 and 2024 class certainly seems very promising. He kept Kamari Lands, which was a big deal. He kept Caleb Glenn, who's coming in next year. That's a big deal. He got one big grad transfer in Brandon Huntley Hatfield. He signed a kid who became available at the 11th hour in Devonry. Like those are all good things, but if you had told anybody 2 months ago that this was going to be the roster and that we were not going to get guys like Malachi Smith and not going to get, you know, the the, the big transfers that were available that uh, Isaiah Mosley and some of the other guys that we were rumored to be in on Tyrese Hunter and we weren't going to replace them with not just anybody of substance but quite literally anybody, I think people would have been disappointed. So it feels unfair. I know it's still like we're still going. We have a chance to add some guys out there, but I mean, I think you have to give just with this roster alone, like C minus. I was gonna say, can you read the exact question one more time, just for me? Mike and Trevor, what grade do you give KP and staff for their roster changes with or without Imani Bates? Okay, uh, and 
I don't know how much Bates would really change it to be honest. With I'd you. give. I'd, I'd bump it up. Maybe. Uh, you said a C minus. I'm gonna say I'm borderline C plus B minus. I look at it as I, I, you point out how he kept he he can you know kept lands he kept well Glenn I wouldn't count because it's a year still a year down the road but he was able to but keep for the lands. time being he's got him he has, for the time being I don't look at those as keeping I mean they they were already coming here so I mean I guess you can give him credit I look at. What he's added and what he lost, and, he, and what he lost was Dre Davis basically, and what he kept was, or he added was Re and 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 Hunley Hatfield, and I don't know, I can't say you know two is better than one to me. Plus, also when I think about his what he's done with his roster, also look at what he's dealt with the coaching staff, and be able to bring in those I the three that. names he has. So. But we're, we're talking just about the roster. I know, but that's that that affects the roster in a way. But the question is just about the roster. I'm going. I'm still going to go low B minus high C plus. And if you're looking at who he kept and who he didn't keep, I mean, technically he lost the top scorer from last year, Noah Locke. Not sure if they went after I him. I don't know if he was going to – I mean, he probably isn't coming back regardless anyway, I don't think. I don't think so, but technically he didn't hang around. Sam no. Williamson, starter, not bad. And by the way, don't just don't like pump him up like he lost something huge by saying he was our leading scorer last year. I mean, it's like, Well, but if you're going to say that, then like you can't get all that excited about the guys we're bringing back then because their stats are – Markedly worse than his in scoring, yeah, and like pretty much everything. <laughs> like we don't have we don't have a stat stuff for coming back last. I mean, Dre Davis was our third leading scorer last year. I mean, he lost, so we lost. We lost. He basically let our third leading scorer, who would you have assumed would have come back, leave, and then he added two guys in Hundley Hatfield and Ree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's I look at it as that. I mean, and I think he he kept he, he kept the two guys that the fan base like wanted Dre the Davis. most. He was a hustler. I just don't know how much. I mean, I. I mean, he he at least he hustled. I give. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if we weren't going to add anybody else, I think uh, at this point now, knowing what we know now, I wish we'd kept Dre Davis and brought his brother in, who I think is going to be a pretty good player. Probably. I think you do have to give Kenny Payne credit. He kept the two guys that the fan base wanted the most in L. Ellis and Sidney Curry, and they were the first yes. two to commit. He got those, and I think I think Withers is still a big keep too. By the way, I do too. I, I think just because of his potential, I think he kept the guys that we wanted him to keep more than anybody else and the guys that we were kind of okay with leaving even Noah Locke I said you know he's I, like I wouldn't have hated Noah Locke coming back but I don't think he fits well, especially now that we don't have any cards I mean if he came back you would be excited about it because you would hope that we need a shooter we well you also hope that, that we would see the what we hoped would be the real Noah Locke that last year just we didn't see that because of all the the, the craziness that came along with the roster and right the, and, and even then he still was our best three-point shooter I mean yeah. he shot 35 percent from three which is not up to his normal standards but it's better than anybody else did I think telling me he actually finished season at 35 percent is more shocking than you finding out Picasso died in the <laughs> 70s I mean the thing is like you know too he's gonna go up to Providence this year and be like he's gonna shoot like 47 percent from oh three. yeah, yeah like he's, you have, he's gonna average like 16 points per he's game lead, he's them. gonna be a lottery pick well, I wouldn't go that <laughs> He's far. He's going to lead the nation in three-point shootings and take him in the lottery. I saw somebody who covers Big East basketball like breaking down Noah Locke's game, and it was it was doing a lot of the same things that Louisville fans were doing last year where like all the Florida fans are saying like he doesn't play any defense, but look at him here. I think he actually may be capable of more, and I wanted to go to this guy and be like, no, no it's it's not going to happen. Who would make you more insane next year if they, they play just off the charts, cross or Locke? Locke. Because he – he would be reverting to the norm. He he'd be going back, regressing to the norm, doing what he did at Florida. If he shot like forty percent from three again, mm. and our one season with him would be kind of the outlier. But Matt Cross, yeah, whatever. He's at UMass. It's. I'm sorry. Like how? Sorry. I mean, Providence is a good team in the Big there goes, East. There goes our fan base in Amherst. Well, <laughs> we, Frank Martin's never we, coming to the show. We were number two on the ratings there, but now he's plummeted. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Frank Martin's just like, what are you doing? No, Frank Martin's not going to come on the show. He's not afraid of He just wants to go on to cut you out. He loves it. He yeah. loves it here. I would uh, interview Frank. Have you ever interviewed Frank Martin? No. Would you be? A, would you get nervous? No. Like, I don't, I don't get nervous doing interviews at that point anymore, but I mean, like, I still would get, I think I'd be a little, a little, a little intimidated, especially if I'm doing it in person with him. Texture says, um, oh, we have a TJ Walker text. Ready for this? Ah, sport the Cardinal stalker. Said, remember when the Big Ten boned IU and changed their COVID rules so OSU <sighs> kept their title hopes alive? That was a good time. That was bad. That was so, I mean. That was annoying. <laughs> poor Indiana. You have your best season since the 47 Rose Bowl or whatever it was. To be fair, they played like five games. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Still. They, they still. They literally came out and were like, you know what? Hold up a second. I mean, they did a Lee Corso on them. They did. They were like, wait a minute. Not so fast there, Indiana. We're, you know what? How about we do it this way instead? They changed everything just to get Ohio State in the playoffs. I mean, that's horrible. That, that, there's no respect for the Big Ten in that came out. I, I almost compl- I don't know why I'd forgotten about that for a split second, but I did. Texas says, Trevor thinking shaky tail feather is bad is worse than him thinking he can pull vault. I agree with that. <laughs> Are you saying shake your tail feather is a good song? What other song do you know has a line, is that your ass or your mama half reindeer? <laughs> what? What does that mean? Rangers have big old thick ham booties. <laughs> no, that's horrible. I'm just it's god awful. What about collect so much grass, Popo thinking we mow lawns? <laughs> that is who wrote the is this the same guy that did the songs for where Luke Whitehead write these lyrics? I think it was Picasso. He was around. He wrote songs in the seventies when he was still alive. No, that is no. Take your tail feather was a horrible song. No, I can, Diddy Murphy. <laughs> I don't like Diddy either. Uh, but I, I can get more air on a, with a pole on a pole vault than that song deserves a, any nods for awards of being good. You want to try that again? I don't know. <laughs> Down the ladder of crap. <laughs> it's on the bottom rung. <laughs> oh, your body is banging, Mama, but where are your brains at? What's the point? Say a lot. How do you are you reading these or do you just have them memorized? I I know pretty much every lyric from Shake It Tell Feather. I feel pretty confident. I mean, how many of the how many lines from Shake It Tell Feather did you use as pickup lines in the bars back in the day? Well, none. You you didn't walk up there, girl, and go. Is that your ass or your mama half reindeer? (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. That'd be the only one there. That would be great. In fact, I'm going to maybe memorize that line. She's in the bar today. I'm gonna go up to a girl at Taco Bell and say that. The Diddy verse does bring the whole song down because he's just like talking. He's well, doing Diddy, the Diddy he's doing the classic Diddy thing. He's like, "It's Nelly Diddy Murphy League and how you love that." Uh oh, like that was it. Plus, it was on Bad Boys Two, which was not very good either. Well, they made it for the song, yeah. for the movie. I mean, that that was I think that I think this might have, might might have killed the theme of making songs just for movies. Texas says uh, we should tamper to get Pettiford here and give him starter minutes. Bobby Pettiford, national champion for Kansas, didn't play a whole lot last year. But he's going to play a whole lot this year because Kansas lost pretty much every guard they had. Bill Self did call him. I think at one point, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but Bill Self referred to Pettiford as, I think, like the next great Kansas guard or something along those lines. It was very complimentary for a guy who didn't play a whole lot this past year. But Pettiford, if you're remembering, like wanted to play for Louisville. And the staff... I knew the name sounded familiar a little bit. The, the staff like, basically forced him out. They forced him and the Vander Heiden kid... Like, assistants were telling Mac the whole time, like, these kids aren't good enough. You need to restructure the roster. And Mac, 
after even firing these guys, was like, he threw a Hail Mary last year. I think we can say that now effectively. Kicked some kids out of the, the, the signing class, one who I think was going to be wind up being pretty good, and then went and got a bunch of grad transfers that looked were like just okay and didn't really fit all that well together. It was a like I remember we kept signing guys and I kept being like I mean so, like some of these guys are okay but I like they don't nothing here fits and what happened was what happened it was just a it was a, a poorly assembled roster but yeah would I take Bobby Pettiford back of course I think he would I think he played pretty well here Texas says. The new scheduling thing took yearly Clemson and Florida State games away from us. Next Clemson home game, not until 2026, in the middle of that brutal schedule. Yeah, that does suck. Like, that's the, the part of it. See, the, the, you wanted to keep Clemson every year, too, then. No, I, I wanted to keep Florida State. But not having Clemson at home for, like, a five full years is kind of annoying. Because um, those games you get up for. But I think what you have to hope for is that we're in, uh, finally in a position where we can actually beat these guys. Because as, as cool as it is to get up for those games, the last few times they've played here, there hasn't, hasn't been a whole lot of excitement because – you know, they've been so much better than we have. I mean, even last year, like they were down a little bit, but we were down even more. It wasn't like it was a game that commanded national attention. But I mean, those games, 2014, 15, and 16 were even 17, like the buildup, the game sucked, but the buildup to the game was fantastic. Game days in town. That was as much fun as I had that entire season. Basically after that, there was nothing fun that happened that season, but the day was terrific. Drinking all day, the parking lot, uh, going into the blackout game. We scored the second possession to tie it up. You're like, here we go. It's going to be just like last year. And then not so much. I mean, of the three teams, the only one we got that can be a marquee Thursday night, Friday night game is Miami. Yeah, but you're playing. That's still borderline. But you're playing everybody else every other year. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for, like, if Virginia Tech's awesome, you don't have to wait six years to play them anymore. Mm. Which is cool. I still like it. I think the good outweighs the bad. I kind of would almost add maybe, I mean, how many how many re- yearly opponents do we have right now currently going into this? Did what do you we, mean? How many teams in our, our annual opponents did we have before this season? So seven. Six in your own division and then Virginia. That's who we played every every year. Okay. And then you would so play one, your division. I would, one rotating team from the Coastal every year. I would have liked to have gone maybe to four permanent then instead of three. I'm fine I would, I would with like it. to add another one. Georgia Tech's kind of like a. I just feel like there should be more me. stability, more stability than they're giving us each year. If you do that though, then you like the numbers don't work out, so you don't get to play everybody every other year. I mean, Georgia Tech's an engineering school. Can't somebody from there figure it out? <laughs> I mean, it's not that tough math. I mean, I, I'm. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a math dumbass. And I can I'm, figure. I'm it out. not the one. Yeah, I'm not the one here trying to figure. It out. I'm not paid to figure. it out. I'm just here to give you better ideas. Now you figure out the the. the the, I want to play everybody play. every year. Now you just work on the math. Yeah, you fig- yeah, let the eggheads figure it out. You're like Michael Scott. Like, can, you crunch, can you crunch those numbers again, please? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's a program. You can't really. It's like, crunch them, please. I'm like, doot, the, doot, doot, you know, I'm the scientist that comes up with the idea. The engineer is the one that puts it together. You never stop to think about, should you? You were so concerned <laughs> with, could you? Life finds a way. Texas says, while I, while I agree with your all's premise, at what point do we stop applauding the staff hires because they haven't proven they can get any recruits? Talking about the the basketball staff, I don't know if I can just say they have can't get any recruits. We, I'll say yeah, exactly. Like I'll, I'll say what I keep fair. saying when we have this discussion, and this is coming from somebody who was, I think, notably, I won't say against Kenny Payne, but he was far from my first choice during the hiring process, and yeah. people gave me and still continue to give me a lot of crap for it. I don't think you're asking at what point do we stop applauding the staff hires? I, I think if you whiff on the 2023 class. I agree. That's when you start saying, okay, this yeah. isn't what we signed up for. If you don't bring in I don't want to say just no I don't want to say just leave it all to G. Wagner, but if you don't have an impressive class in, in twenty twenty three. It needs to be top five. Yes. I'll th- say that. Then then you can sit there and I will I will support your Kenny Payne, 
is not doing what we expected him to do argument. Because we... But you, you got to give him a little more than just one offseason. Not even a whole offseason. He didn't have a chance to commit to he, 2022. He has, yeah, he had anybody. like two months. I mean... We, but, but I, I do, like, I don't think that saying he needs to bring in a top five recruiting class in his first real recruiting class is setting the bar too high because, no. like, we are Louisville basketball. We're a top, and I know we're playing the hits here and going back to things that we talked about during the coaching search, but we are a top seven program in the history of the sport. We expect to be competing for national titles when things are quote unquote normal. When we get out of the NCAA stuff, we have all the resources we have at our disposal. There's nothing holding us back. We expect to be in the national title mix just about every year. And, if you're going to, if you're that type of program, and you're going to go out and hire a guy who's never been a head coach before, there has to be some sort of give in that take, right? That you're you're giving something up, you have to be getting something back in return. He has to have an attribute that offsets the fact that he has never coached before, and the attribute in this case was this promise that he's going to bring in some of the best recruits in America, which is something that we haven't had. Even under Rick Pitino, we haven't had no. top five recruiting classes every single year, every single year, every single year. We haven't gotten the number one player in America ever. We haven't gotten, I mean, we read the numbers the other day. We haven't got, we've had two top 10 recruits in the scouting area and one of them never even played for Louisville. So if he doesn't kill it in that first class, especially when he has an in with the number one, two, three, depending on what service you're looking at, player in America, then I think then the criticism will be warranted, regardless of what happens on the floor this year. So that's, but as of like right now, no, I'm not, I'm not calling for anybody's head. I mean, you can be a little, I guess if you want to be somewhat frustrated, but I would just say ease back on it a little bit. That's how I describe myself. I would say I'm a little bit frustrated. I want to be good, but I also understand like, like I, from the get go, I've been saying this first team, this first roster, there are reasons that don't excuse, but reasons to, that, that make sense why it's not going to look like the ones we will hopefully get moving forward. The big, and that's kind of what I thought we would have more than what we wound up with. But I didn't think it was going to be like a star-studded, can't-miss, fringe top 25 type roster. I feel like you're anti-pain already right at this point. The biggest bullet in your gun right now is the Tyrese Hunter thing. The, if, if it's true, he is the one that he basically told, all right, if that's all you want snail, then go somewhere else. Because that's a big, that's a big get and... I can understand if you're like, listen, where where are we to like turn people down at this point? And I think that like, I, if you, that that to me is like, the, and I don't the know best, that for sure. I, I get you're right. I know, and I still think it was Dior Johnson personally. If you ask me, well, but it I, wasn't Dior Johnson. I can tell you that. Okay, well, that, then, that's, that why no, that's why no one asked me. We did pass on Dior Johnson, but he wasn't the one who made like demands and committed somewhere the next day. Uh, some he just seems like a logical A to B. They would be I mean, sure it comes. It makes that sense, but he. Anyone going to Texas makes me think they're all interested about money too. So Hunter makes sense as well. And talking about these things again, like we don't know because everything's played so close to the vest these days. You don't know exactly what transpired. Like we don't know which guys we passed on. We don't know which guys we actively tried to get and just didn't. Um, but I do know. I mean, there were rumors out there. They, they weren't even rumors. That they were published reports saying some of these guys, most notably Isaiah Mosley, like, was contacted by Louisville but didn't want to consider Louisville because he didn't want to play with Imani Bates. And if we lost out on guys because we were holding out for Imani Bates, then that kind of sucks. Like I feel like that's a misstep, but I can't tell you with any sort of degree of certainty that that's the case. It's just we're all kind of going on hearsay at this point. But mm. the fact of the matter is we all thought six weeks ago we were going to get more guys. We were told we were going to get more guys. There was an interview with LLs where he was asked straight up, like, you know, you're the only guard in this roster. Are you a little bit concerned? He's like, I know we're going to get guys. Like, I'm not concerned about that at all. KP's got some guys lined up. And six weeks later, we don't have any guys. 
And that's a, it's at least a little, you can say it's at least a little bit frustrating while still being very optimistic about the future of Louisville basketball with Kenny Payne at the helm, which is where I am. Let's bring it all back around art. You don't, you don't want to look at a Picasso painting when it's only like halfway <laughs> drawn, right? Like you don't want to look at it. When they all kind of look like they're halfway drawn. Well, well, you don't want to look at it when you only got a corner of it. That's what we got with Kenny Payne right now. He's the Picasso of the coaches. And right now he's only got like half the painting done. You don't want to look at it. Give it, give it, let, you know, wait a minute. Give it, give them time to finish it. Get all the colors mixed together. Get some oranges, some blues, some greens, some teals, some blacks in there. Let's let's get it all, you know, let, let's get it all mixed together. Then you look at it, and then you tell me whether it sucks or not. Texas, I just think we aren't freaking out enough over the fact that we have one ball handler. This team could have been pretty good with the front court depth, and instead we're going to have to play walk-ons like Hersey Miller this year. Other first-year coaches got their guys. Not freaking out enough. Have you not listened? Every day it's guards, guards, guards in this place. See, but I, we're I think we're freaking out pretty well. <laughs> I think I'm like we talked about, like not panicking yesterday, and how it's like like big picture. No, I'm not panicking yet. But as far as this current roster, this current team, yeah, like I, I put myself in that category where I'm like I, I I'm worried about this season. If I if our expectation is have a team that can make the NCAA tournament, I look at this roster and I'm concerned. That's just me being honest right now. Now, some people, and I said this yesterday too, the same people who were saying in response to these conversations six weeks ago, don't worry, we're going to get guys. KP's got guys. Nolan Smith's got guys. We're going to get guys. Just just calm down. We're working on it. Those same people are now those same ones who are saying, we're fine. The roster's good. Don't worry about it. We're going to be okay. And I look at the roster, and is there a chance that I'm like totally wrong about it and everybody from last year's team that come that came back is going to be markedly better than they were? Sure, that's possible. Is it a chance that, Kamari Lance is going to be like a one-and-done type good freshman. Sure, it's possible. Is Could Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, who's a five-star prospect coming out of high school, be a guy who you know, showed glimpses last year, maybe with more playing time than he got at Tennessee, can be like a double-double machine? It's possible. All of those things, or at least m- most of them, have to happen in order for this to be a team that's as good as we're wanting them to be. So, like, I, I just... You're banking on a lot of pieces coming back from a team that won 13 games last year being much better than they were. And that's a little scary to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> 13 games. So bad. Uh, I just, I, I didn't, I got distracted briefly. Sorry. I saw you laughing. I was like, yeah, I, I, I saw, I guess Lord is trending, which, isn't she the, the singer? One, yeah. One hit wonder. Like, why is she trending? She's not a one hit wonder. She's, she's been huge. Did you name one song? I mean, she only had one song. It's Royal. The Louvre is a fantastic song. One hit wonder Royals. No. Point is, is that I clicked on her and she's now blonde. She does not do blonde well to me. She looks so much better as a brunette. That was what made you laugh. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, well, that it's trending right below forty six people found dead. But it's the fact. Okay. Is, I mean, it's like that's the two things trending at the top of my list. Is that and Lord debuts blonde hair at, at uh, Gastonbury Festival. Glastonbury, Glastonbury, and that in Ireland. Broadcast the boom, boom, boom. Make them all dance to it. Blonde now. Doesn't look like not doing blonde. Go back to Burnett Lord. Plus she's a one hit wonder. Come on. <laughs> this looks like as bad as when Jewel tried to go like pop sexy. Did she? I don't even know. Oh yeah. She tried to do the Yeah. She went from like I'm I'm a you know, starving artist singing out of my out of my living out of my car in Alaska songs to uh to doing like videos where she's wearing like red leather. She also didn't she like marry like a Rolling Stone writer who like was doing a story on her. Did she? I didn't I know like that, that happened. I like that's Kevin story. Smith married a, a Rolling Stone art, uh, writer that did an article on him. Anyway, um, I saw yesterday. This, like the, remember the uh, the uh, farmer bro Martin Shkreli? Farmer Ted? No, the farmer bro 
pharma. Pharmaceutical oh. bro, the guy who like bought the HIV like, like uh, drug and was like selling it for a hundred times more than it was actually worth. Like what? the most hated man in America. He bought AIDS. Okay, anyway, how do you not know who Martin Shkreli is? I don't know. Anyways, there was this big story. Like there were like people they were trying to tease the story. This reporter who'd written a, she was writing a book about Shkreli and fell in love with him and left her husband and like her kids and all this stuff. To, like go after him and she's like. I fell in love with the most hated man in America. I was like, I don't want to hear your story. I don't care. It was a huge mistake. Of course it was a huge mistake. Like, is that like a plot for Harley Quinn? It was terrible. It was terrible. Texas says, I like how Trev doesn't know something, has no basis of knowledge on the situation. Someone disputes it, but the other person is wrong. LOL. Yeah, that's how this goes. I, have no, I got completely lost in that that's, tag. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I mean, you just my head just got spun all around. Where, does he say I'm right? No. Well, then you're wrong, Texas. There, exactly. <laughs> I thought he was here. Texas, how much does card soccer pay TK to derail Mike when he's in a good UofL discussion? This Lord Pivot, is, <laughs> worth an, is it worth an elbow of weed? That's a good text to go out on. Uh, when we come back, uh, people, had, people had more thoughts on this. Uh, people are asking about an update on Fabio Basile. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, Imani Bates update of the day. We'll get into that, of course. We have to do it. I don't th- I don't know if we're going to have a DJ Wagner update of the day. We might have to try to find one. We'll, we'll see. There, there, we have to find, find out if there's a DJ Wagner update of the day coming up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 The Big X. I know. All I think about is you. I was never a big the fan of the song. The guy with the mask in this video. This is why I brought it up earlier. Slow down? Yeah. He's like dancing next to him. I really like Nelly, even though it was kind of like corny rap. But it was, I didn't, it was pop rap. I did not like this song. It's better than pop rap you get today, but still pop rap. By the way, so somebody Nelly, asked. Nelly clearly owned 2002. He said two songs. He did. Two in the top six. He was the, from like... Oh, from like 2000 when Nellyville came out to yeah. this era, he was when he when he tried to do like the half. I think it was like suit and sweat, like the R and B and rap like dual album. That's when he went downhill. What about when he went to the country mix? We did the song with Tim, Tim McGraw. And, I think and, about it over and over and, again. First of all, that song. Best song get, from Nellyville, by the way, was "Loving Me." That song will get in my head. That Tim McGraw song because the damn loops are so catchy, which is what he why he's so good at pop rap. Is just the loops are just catchy and get stuck in your head and you start making up lyrics to them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's number uh, number three on the top twenty-two. Three and four, two. man. Three and four. You have any guess still yet? Who uh, two and one are? I want to say like it was too early for. I feel like this was the time period between Destiny's Child and Beyonce. Well, you had, uh, and I think like you I, had your girl from De- who was the third Destiny's Child girl, by the way, Michelle. I don't remember her. Okay, she well, she joined the group. So originally there were four. Four, yeah. And then they let Latavia and whoever the other one well, was Well, all go. four were in the original video, and then like they edited, did they not? Well, they were in like point? the first like three songs they did. Okay, like they uh, did. The Bills, they were like Bills, 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 yeah. and like uh, all those songs. And they got rid of those two, and they brought in Michelle. Okay, who didn't really do? Much I just know the Say My Michelle. Name song. Yeah, so. Say My Name. It's a great song. I mean, that should be up there. But I don't. I, don't, I think that was 01. I don't think that was 02. I could be yeah. wrong. 
I think, and if I'm mistaken, I did read. I think this this chart goes from like October of twenty one to October of oh one to like November of oh two. Oh, is that how it works? It's, I always thought it was like Janu- January yeah, to December. It should be, but Billboard because this is off of Billboard's top one hundred of the of the year. And that's how they do it. They do, yeah. They do okay. a weird, weird okay. numbers. So. Uh, let's go back to the Thornton sex line here. People have some thoughts. We'll get to those. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton sex line. I have thoughts. Texas says, speaking of Miami and UofL playing every single year, we should play for the Schnellenberger Trophy. I mean, I'm okay with that. I, mean, I like that idea. I mean, but then again, I think the the game between Louisville and UK should be for that trophy. Have I, I don't know if I've said this on this I mean, show. We, we play for the Little Howard. We do play for the Little Howard. I don't know if I've said this on this show. I know I've said it on past shows. I think I probably did talk about it last fall, but my idea, because we, we we were obviously we honored Howard last year after he passed with like a, I think we had a patch on the helmet. I want to make a permanent thing at U of L, a gigantic corn cob pipe that blows smoke for us to run out of when we come on the field. That would be freaking why not awesome. I mean, it's unique, it's cool, it's a way to like have smoke like Miami without just having like standard smoke machine. I think it's fantastic. I don't know why we haven't done it yet. I mean, even if we just get a statue of him holding a pipe and then the smoke comes out of that pipe he's holding. Yeah. I mean, even better. For, for the record, there has to be. I mean, I know they have the complex, but if you're going to put, if you're going to do a second statue at Louisville, doesn't it have to be Howard? It should be. Would it, I mean, or Lamar. I, or, Lamar's I mean, coming. I know Lamar is, but I feel like Howard, I mean, nothing against Lamar, and I know Heisman is a big deal, but I mean, you don't have any of that without Howard. Yeah. I, I mean,. mean I mean, probably play the butterfly effect of Louisville football. I mean, it is. I mean, how Schnurberger built this pro, built this university in terms of the football program. So my two ideas, and people who like have heard yeah, me say this, too. people who have said this other, uh, who have heard me say this before, are like, no, don't do it again. Giant pipe blowing smoke for the team to run out of. It'd be awesome. Two, tiny ass cardinal bird that we train to come out of the sky like the war eagle at Auburn games and land right at midfield. Tell me that wouldn't be amazing. Like everybody's like squinting. Yeah, but that, everybody's squinting at the sky. Like, is that it? Is is that it? Is that it? Like, here it comes. It's like lands on Satterfield's shoulder. Place goes effing nuts. Place explodes. Tiny ass cardinal bird. We can train it. I've talked to a zoologist. It can happen. <laughs> Hypnotize it. Uh, now, but the the eagle doesn't land on in the midfield. It just goes from one of the stadium to the other. Right, right and then it has, they have like a, a falcon or whatever. Falcon like, area. Yeah. yeah. But we we can make this happen. We can train this cardinal bird. This can be our cardinal bird. I don't know. It's just, the fact it's so small compared to a falcon doesn't. It makes it even better. Or compared to an eagle. It's just it. hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> it's cool. It could be our thing. Can't we just? If we're gonna go that far, can't we just teach like a what would what would be a group of bird? Uh, a flock. A flock. Flock of cardinals. A flock of cardinals. Can we teach them like spell out cards? No, on? I want I want one. You just want one. Individual? I want one. I want one tiny ass cardinal bird set in that whole stadium. 60,000 Cardinal fans going nuts. That's what's going to cover that Adidas logo and finally get us to sell out. I know this is far from original, but you know how pretty much as much as the we are university fill in blank a chant that people do the the filling in of the the I on on, on spelling, whether it be Ohio or even the Y or Kentucky or whatever. We can spell out Phil and then have the Cardinal bird land and be the I. Yeah. But we'd probably need more than that for that. (laughs) <laughs> I want it in midfield. Just landing, like looking around, confused, give it a little bit of bird feed. Place goes nuts. Place explodes. I do like it landing on Satterfield's shoulder. Miami would have no chance. Yeah. Satterfield just like stands there, arms crossed. <laughs> Tiny ass Cardinal Bird lands right on his shoulder, throws up the L. We're winning by forty. There's no questions asked. It's done. <laughs> Cardinal Bird lands on the on the midfield, then the team other team goes to stomp on the midfield. Stop. <laughs> They're killing the bird. You see bird feathers flying everywhere. <laughs> 
Uh, we told you not to stop on midfield. Texas says, you, we need a segment where you read rap lyrics and ones you've made up, and Trevor has to guess whether they're real lyrics that or not. That is a brilliant summer t- summer segment. I like brilliant. I like that idea. Texter, you... Some, can we get a... Can we give that guy something? So, high five or something. Texas says, Jordan Church is announcing his commitment tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Do we know Keith Wynn's schedule? <laughs> may or may not be the player who was trying to get the video in order. I think this is. I think Keith just messed up his days. He, he thought it was going to happen earlier. It's not going to happen. Jordan Church, if you're wondering, uh, Trevor, yes. he's the player who was eating fried chicken out of the U of L helmet on his visit and made the video. <laughs> Maybe the coolest thing I've seen on a recruiting visit in a long time. Incredible. How do I not remember that. Love it. Um, Did you not tell me about it? I, we talked about it. I thought Did it was we? Keith. You probably were checked out. Because Keith sure? and I were talking about it. Okay, yeah, it'd be a, most likely, yeah, then, yeah. Because I do sometimes zone out when you have a guest on. Texture says, breaking. Imani Bates will be airing a special edition of, quote, The Decision, Imani Bates, on Ypsilanti Public Access Television, <laughs> June 29th at 6.09 p.m. Special watch party at Andy's TV. What What do you spend level would that make it to? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, streaming. The U, I mean, does he make the U? <laughs> <laughs> Do we know where Imani Bates is right now? Is he still in New York? Is he back know. in Michigan? I don't know. He, he turned off the GPS tracker I had on him. I don't know where he is. The thing is, like, when you Twitter search Imani Bates, like, I always do it just lo- looking for— Is he on Twitter? No, he's not on social media anymore. He, he brought Instagram back, but he's not on Twitter. Oh, well. I always, like, Twitter search his name talking about, like, trying to find out what colleges are talking about him or if there's anybody putting any news out there. And most of the tweets about him are all just, like, can he be an NBA draft pick back in 2020? I'm like— Let's, let's, let's calm down. The Should we do it? You want to do a Monty Bates update of the day? Can you get the music ready? Because there is a, a slight update. Yeah, uh, let's go. Bates, Monty Bates, Monty Bates. What the hell is going on with the Monty Bates? No one knows where he'll go. Monty Bates, what is his deal? Where will he go? 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 Money, so by the way, in, in, there's a great uh, part of this opening theme. It's Richard Dean Anderson and MacGyver where he pole vaults over a rock and kicks a bad guy. I'm familiar with the, <laughs> yeah. I'm familiar with the video. We used to watch Late Night MacGyver all the time. Oh, MacGyver's awesome. My brother was still living with us. Um, <laughs> so here's the Imani Bates update of the day. Yesterday, and I, basically every Imani Bates update of the day is updating the story from yesterday with prior, with, with like conflicting news. So we heard Sunday night, I mentioned this yesterday, the buzz Sunday night was he's going back to Memphis. Like he's been around campus. He's talked to Penny Hardaway. His dad has been on campus, spotted there. This sounds like there's, it's going to happen. Then what? yesterday, Doc Holliday, who hosts a Memphis radio show there, former NFL player, says he talks to Penny Hardaway straight up. Penny Hardaway tells him on air, I haven't talked to Imani Bates. I haven't talked to anybody in his, I think he used like his crew, any of his people. <laughs> he's the word crew. Have not talked to him at all about potentially coming back. We now have an article, a, a report from the Daily Memphian. I've never heard of it. Stephen Johnson of the Daily Memphian has now reported, he's on the record, saying Amani Bates officially has been on campus multiple times recently. And that's via his father, Elgin. I mean, is he, is he wrapping up loose ends from his short time there as a student? I don't know. People in Memphis. Could he be like meeting a girl he knew while he was there? Maybe the media folks in Memphis seem to say like, "I don't care what Penny Hardaway's saying, we think he's probably coming back." Okay, wasn't Kansas State in there somewhere at one point? Yeah, 
Did I just dream that, or did they really? I think they. I think their fan base just kind of. In, like, that was one of those situations where the fan base looked at the roster. They're like, "Who else is out there? Let's like, go get a Monty Bates." And then it became like a thing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to decipher what like if I remember schools were actually you mentioned them, or if I just like dreamt about Amani Bates rumors during my, during the night. It could be both. It could, at this point, like you name a school. There's probably been some sort of rumor that he might be going there because this is what happens when you're quite literally the only like notable name left in the transfer portal. It's it's almost July. He was the most notable name when the transfer portal started. He's up there. I mean, I wouldn't say he, he was right up there. I mean, be, just be whether you feel he's the best impactful player or not in it is, yeah. is all right. But he was. But when it comes to name, name recognition for sure, he was right at the top from day one, and it's still there. I think that's probably accurate. Uh, even though I mean, again, like Tyree Center was big. Well, 12 freshman yeah, of the those year. guys are better probably, and are going to be better players. But they're not more. I mean, they're not the names. They don't have the same name, cliche that or not the word cliche. What I'm looking for, uh, cachet. 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 This has been your Imani Bates update of the day. Perfect way to end it. <laughs> Sexer says, "I think you have the ending every time now. I like it, that. It, perfect that way was to end awesome. it. Awesome." <laughs> Sexer says, "Mike, don't lie. You and Imani Bates crew." <laughs> Trevor's buying the dude Arby's three times a week. Damn, my base could eat Arby's three times a week. He needs to eat three times a day. He needs to put on some weight. He's my master. Um, <laughs> it just occurred to me, Texture says, Bates is testing his summer portal like he's an NBA free agent. He's going to announce at midnight the first day of NBA free agency. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I mean, he's obviously testing. He's been doing that since day one. I don't know what he's doing. Like, Why is Medieval Times trending? Have you ever been to a mid- mid- medieval times? No, but I would. L- ever since I saw a cable guy, I've always wanted to go to a, mid- a Renaissance restaurant. So the first time I ever saw heard about medieval times was that movie Garden State, and I thought it was like made up for the movie. I, I didn't knew- think it was an actual place that existed. It does exist. Yeah, medieval times is a they real like. Do exist. It's like a chain. I never knew that. Yeah, they're multiple. Is it like the movie Cable Guy? Yeah, they have like they act. You eat food and like you're like acting like you're you watch like the knights. Patty brought He's like, give me the. I'll take a Pepsi. <laughs> Texas says, "Tiny ass cardinal bird." Mike must have gotten to that elbow at the break. <laughs> I stand by it. Stand by it. Texas Nelly should just nil Bates' ass to the Billikins and save us all. <laughs> I don't think Nelly claims SLU. He doesn't. Does he not claim St. Louis University? I don't think so. Was he uh, was he St. Louis or East St. Louis? What do you mean? I mean, did, was he did he was he because like Larry Hughes was from East St. Louis technically? I would guess. I think well, he claims Larry Hughes, so okay, they were boys. I would guess East St. Louis. Right. Texas, am I am I am crazy thinking Bates was the NIL money wanting guy that Payne told to hit the bricks? Well, no, it can't be because he says he says somebody asked him he committed the next and he day. committed the next day somewhere yeah. else. Um, Text says, when the tiny cardinal bird lands, the whole stadium goes silent. The bird lets out a tiny chirp. The crowd goes wild. That's even better. This That person gets it. Why can't we just can we mic up the bird in a way? Sure. Like put a little wireless mic on him? Anything's possible. Kevin Garnett. Maybe her. Me. I don't know. Well, her, I think. I know Are, we're do, do birds have genders? Yes, they do. Okay. Do, do, do birds have genders? Well, I've never lifted up for the, the, their fat <laughs> feathers to see if there's something there or not. <laughs> what? So, the I mean, I don't are they like the like West African frogs? They just no, they spontaneously move from gender to gender. There's an easy way to tell cardinals apart. The male ones are the bright red ones. And okay. Female cardinal birds are like they're they're dull. I think they have red beaks, but they're mostly like grayish brown. So you want we we need a male cardinal bird, the bright red one. So we just know by color. Yeah. Is that all birds? I mean, I, can, I don't I don't know, Trevor. Like I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the nest and lift up her skirts? 
not avian intellectual. I have no idea. What are they called? Hornicologists? Is that, what it is? <laughs> is that really what they're called? Uh, People that study birds? Horticulturist. That sounds like somebody studies. not a bird. Like somebody studies porn. Who just <laughs> what do they call people who study birds? I don't know. This is Aviator? What you, this is where you leave me. This is this is what happens. Uh, ornithologist. You weren't even close. Uh, not even close. Well, I said horn. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. We just add letters to things. And yeah. See they were, we're around there. Just one. <laughs> Texas <laughs> says, uh, "Was Jordan eating church's chicken?" Ooh, that would have been good. I've never been to church's chicken. I don't think I have either. I've always been just still kind of a KFC guy, yeah. and I don't like pop. I mean, I just I don't get into Popeyes. I either. like Popeyes. I know. I, I mean, I don't know. I just never could get into it. Texas Mike Rutherford, ornithologist. Yeah, <laughs> it's happening. Texas has any update on Basili? No, I, I can't give he you. He doesn't any. get a song either. No, we don't need a Fabio Basili update. All I'll say is is what I've been saying. My understanding is nothing's changed. He wants to be a Cardinal. The issue is his transcript from Oak Ridge is is kind of a mess. They're not sure. Is Oak Ridge a private school? Or one of those academy schools? No. Who cares? It's, it's Oak Ridge High School in Orlando. That's all you need to know. Okay. His transcript was kind of a mess. They weren't sure if he was going to even be like eligible for school next year, let alone being able to get in and reclassify. So I think that's the, that's the issue. If they can get him reclassified, he'll be on the team next year. He wants to come here. There's no question about it. If they can't, I think there's still a good chance that he's in next year's recruiting class. Um, but, again, it's it's a little bit of a different situation. You're expecting 2023 – you, know, you, you might not take a guy who's not ranked in that class, um, but we'll see. It's probably I asked if it was what kind of school it was because I didn't know if it was one of those like academy of schools, and that's why the, the, there was transcript issues. I don't know. I don't think it is. I know Mike James played there. Okay. Um, but, I mean, the Knox dad coaches there, so maybe that's a sign that it is. I I couldn't tell you that. I mean, you you've seen that pro- we see that problem when when you have the the, the kids going to like the the created private schools. Well, academy. usually the prep schools are, are the best because all yeah. they do, they, they don't take real classes. They just get you ready to pass the standardized test and get eligible for Pretty college. much, yeah. I mean. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if. But that's what usually causes the transcript issue, though, isn't it? That they don't really take any classes to begin with pretty much half the time. But only if they go to, like, these made-up schools, like Ipsy Prep. Like, yeah. the, the kids who go to Oak Hill and, you know, Montverde and IMG. Yeah, like, right, yeah. They're all mostly, like – that's a safe route to go. Opposed like, to like where Bassey went in Louisville. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that have this fire. Yeah. Uh, but you basically go to those schools, like the kid who from Western who we were talking about yesterday. Uh, you go to those schools to make sure that you're going to be eligible yeah. for like the, the story was D'Angelo Russell when he went to, he went to central for his freshman year and had like a 0.8 GPA. Like he was just not going yeah, to class at all. IMG, yeah. And so they sent him to, I think he went to, was it IMG? I, I they, thought he went to Oak Hill. No, no he went to Florida. I think you're right. Now that you say, well, that. it was either Mount the the Mount Verde, Mount Verde or it was it was uh, IMG. It was one of the two. He basically went. They're both down in Florida, right? I think. I know IMG is. I think Mount Verde is too. Yeah, the, he went to one of those Florida schools. He like they basically sent him there because yeah, he went to Mount Verde. Okay. He basically went there because he wanted. They, they knew he was going to be a really good college player at that and point. Wasn't gonna wanted to make sure he was going to be eligible, and they yeah, those academies they do their job. But yeah, when you get like the the made up ones, then we could cut him in Louisville and just send him to Wagner. We'd have, we'd have fixed it for him. <laughs> yeah. By the way, there's apparently legs to the DJ Wagner Trinity uh, rumor. It wasn't just somebody texting in, like, making a joke. I want, I want legs to DJ Wagner to Wagner. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, just the I mean, the fact that he, we can just claim that he, we named the school after him. But you know what DJ Wagner, whether it's, whether it's Wagner, Trinity, Ballard, whatever. DJ Wagner transferring into Kentucky, uh, Kentucky High School is fantastic for one reason and one reason alone. They might not be able to give Mr. Basketball to Reed Shepard. Oh, man. 
and they would have to give it oh, potentially to a kid who's committed to Louisville. The thing is, though, you would know, you, they wouldn't give it to him. They would give it to Reed Shepard. Oh, I yeah. guarantee oh, they yeah. gave it to Dante Allen when DJ uh, when when David Johnson was the MVP of the state tournament. And Dante Allen played two. And Dante games. Allen like averaged thirty points in four games or whatever it was before he tore his yeah. ACL. I don't know if he played four games total. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, it's 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 gotten to the point. I mean, throughout my life, I've just gotten over the fact expecting that an, a city kid from Louisville is going to be Mister Basketball usually. Yeah, it's cost us. Look at Derek Anderson. We have. I know we have to go to break here. We have breaking news though. Breaking news. Our long local national nightmares come to an end. Louisville mm-hmm. men's basketball has named a director of strength and conditioning. We have a official. Oh, we're not using you. the women's coach anymore. We have a official strength and conditioning coach. Finally, it's a doctor. Ooh, Doctor Adam Petway, who has over 12 years of experience in strength training and sports performance at the NBA and collegiate levels, nice. has joined the U of L staff. He was previously previously director of athletic performance for the Washington Wizards of the NBA. No, a little, little excitement going down a little bit on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Prior to Washington, he served as the lead bio biomechanist for strength and conditioning for the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers mm. after a year as a strength and conditioning specialist with the team. And not feeling too great. Have you seen how many times have their best players have been out for injuries? He was the strength and conditioning coach for Arkansas from 2014 to 2018 after a year as an assistant with the program. Interesting. So he, w- he couldn't cut it as an assistant basketball coach. He became a strength guy. It's an, it's an interesting career. Uh, before he began his career with strength and conditioning roles at the Catholic University of America, George oh, yeah. Washington University, and the University of Maryland before making the move to Arkansas. Okay. I mean, he earned his bachelor's degree in sports science from the United States Sports Academy. Sounds made up in 2013. <laughs> it sounds like an online course. <laughs> he also went to uh, the University of Madrid in 2017 to get a doctorate in sports science. I mean, he got his doctor from like off the. Oh no, this is not good. I'm he's a not... native of Atlanta. He has two children. So he so he got it he got his he got his doctorate from what school one one like like uh you're off the off the off the off the, in the in the middle of the ocean country or whatever online. Well, no, Spain. Spain, same difference. Madrid's in Spain. Yeah, whatever. Not the... <laughs> I don't know, man. I think we need to double check these degrees. He's written a book. Well, who hasn't? Basketball Mechanics, which examines the physical attributes of the top-performing basketball athletes in the game. Is it better than Rebound by uh, Gaudio? Dino Gaudio. <laughs> was it, that wasn't Rebound. What was that book called? Rebound was a Rick Pitino book. Yeah, Rebound was Rick Pitino, yeah. What was Gaudio's book? It's not about rebounding, right? Did he write a book? He did a video, instructional video. I'm in charge of the offensive rebounding. <laughs> that's, that's why I think it was rebounding. Yeah. Oh, the Dino era. Gone too yeah. soon. There it is. I'm not. I guess I'm Adam not. Petway, your Good strength job. and conditioning coach. I tease Adam Petway. I tease. Uh, welcome to the Ville. Good job. Just don't uh, don't get our guys hurt. Well, hold on. So I missed it. So he was the Wizards. He was the Wizards director of athletic performance in 2020, 2020, 2020 and 2021. Most recently, though, I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> Sorry, it's one. You're not helping. Most recently, he served as the horizontal jumps coach slash assistant track and field coach at Westchester University in Pennsylvania. So he's hired some kid from high school, some guy from high school who's got an de- online degree? He's the horizontal jumps coach. What the hell is that? I don't know, but we better be doctors of dunk. We're coming back. That's all I know. Can he teach me how to pole vault? <laughs> the doctors of dunk are back. Horizontal jumping. We're back in, we're back in the game. I'm feeling good about this. I like it. He was also assistant track and field coach. I'm almost kind of put. At this point, I'm kind of wishing we just kept the the, the women's strength coach. <laughs> 
We're back. I feel good. We're good. Adam Petway. Well, he's a doctor for God's sake. That's all I need to know. I feel good about this. We got hour number three on the way next. Load us up on the text line 502 414 1450. We'll talk about uh, what is actually the defining Louisville sports story of the summer. It's no longer the search for a new uh, strength and conditioning coach for men's basketball. That's been solved. Whoa. So, what is it? We'll break that down. Final hours coming up. We're Final hours about. next year on 1450 The Big X. It's Number two. I'm, I'm surprised I'm, this was number two. Yeah. I am too because I had no I never heard this song. You never heard the song? I'm unfamiliar with it now. If I heard it when it was out, I just don't remember it. I did learn though that again, Nelly with his fingerprints all over 2002. Oh, he did. Dated her for like 14 years. I know. So you made a bunch of songs with Ja Rule. So I would have guessed Ja Rule would have been they, the rapper. Uh, they apparently, because when, when I was doing it, I was like, I just, you know, I, was, I went to her Wikipedia to age because I was like, I just want to know who she is. I mean, what happened to her? She was just kind of a flash in the pants, kind of, kind of like the you know the the girl from the the one hit wonder from earlier, the the thousand miles song. Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if she's a one hit wonder. Ashante. Ashante is, had a, she had a bunch of hits. For yeah, a while. she did. And this wasn't even this was her top like number one number one song. But uh, wow. I guess she did other songs that like you know had some popularity. But then I saw that in 2003 she met the, the Grammys and they dated till 2014. I, so I had a friend who went to, I guess she did like a concert in New York. And I'll be honest, like based on her Instagram videos, the Ashanti's not playing sold out arenas anymore. It was like a like a lounge. It was like 17 people dancing to Ashanti. Like, <laughs> like she was very close to Ashanti and she shouldn't have been able to get that close. I was like, oh, is this what's happening right now? Like, is this a corporate? I think it was like a corporate event. <laughs> kind of like, okay. Yeah, That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with me, but. I mean, this is... They pay big-time money for those I mean, things. She's also... This, she was at her peak popularity 20 years ago. It's true. I mean, we're old. This is... We established this is, you know, 2002. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. When this came out, 20 years from this date was 1972. That's nuts. That's wild. Those things... No, no, pretty, that'd have been... No, it... Basic, 82. Basic math, once again, escapes us here on the Mike <laughs> Rutherford Show. But still, even that. I mean, even to think about that. Like, yeah. you think about 10 years ago, like... Something that just, you know, was 10 years from just 10 years ago from now when I was in like, when I was like 14 and 94, that had been 1984. Yeah, people always do the thing about how like that 70s show when it premiered was set in this year. And like if there was the equivalent of right now, it'd be set in like 1998. Yeah, the, the Wonder Years one was the best one of that. When they that one about freaks it. me out too. Yeah, because that was 30 years removed. So like when it came out, it'd be like the 90s now or something. Real quick, before the break, we mentioned uh, breaking news that Louisville has named a, finally named a strength and conditioning coach for Ooh. men's basketball, Dr. Adam Petway. And I mentioned that his most recent job, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to laugh. It's, just, it's a unique position. When you name a new strength and conditioning coach, you don't expect to see that he most recently served as the horizontal jumps coach slash assistant track and field coach at Westchester what, University. What bothers you more, the fact his, his... Can we not get the vertical jump guy? <laughs> what bothers you more, we couldn't get the vertical guy, or the fact we didn't even get the head coach at Westchester? We got the assistant. It's an interesting track record. And what's a horizontal jump anyway? You jump horizontally? 
I mean, can't it like natural instinct to do that? Like long jump, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Texture says horizontal hysteria is coming to the Ville. <laughs> Texture says is this new strength and conditioning coach also a meat judge? What? Did you see yesterday? This it's a card chronicle joke. Oh, okay. Because I posted, you know, there was a handy dandy little graphic that had college sports seasons over. Here were all the champions for every sport, and then somebody posted like these are the non-officially sanctioned event slash sports where we had national champions like rock climbing there's you know rugby and one of them was meat judging the meat judging national champion was a big 12 school would you care to venture a guess texas tech good guess kansas state we're coming next year though the last the the series finale of uh if you remember i don't know if you remember this right but the series finale of king of the hill was the plot where bobby joined the meat team for the community college and went to meets M E E T S to uh to take on other universities and judging like prime ribs and, and stuff like that. Interesting. Okay. That was that was that was the last episode of Can we, I want to revisit something really quickly. Everything comes back to T V for me. It always does. Because I'm I sort of glossed over I mentioned yesterday and the College World Series came to an end on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It's the official end of the college sports season. We have all of our champions. I want to revisit a conversation. Do you remember when the KRC boys were trying to come after me and like all the texters from their show were coming after me for saying that the college baseball tournament is more unpredictable and tougher for a top seed to win than the men's basketball tournament? Yes. How about the greatest college baseball team in history not even making it to the College World Series and the very last team to make it in the field winning the whole thing? I feel like that's a pretty solid piece of evidence in Who my direction thing, by the way Ole Miss they were the very did last they, team winning okay they were the last team to make the field as an at-large bid they're the last team in and they won the national title so okay. that would be they were the, the equivalent of like a 11 seed in bat, men's basketball they won the national title meanwhile never happened meanwhile when you go to men's basketball and you get the final four the number a number one seed has won it like how many years in a row a lot yeah like like 20 of the last you get weird you get weird teams in the final four but they don't win not it. even that often sometimes I mean, well there's been a seven seater worse. like two, like 2005 you, we've had more training now, to it I th- think. there's been a seven seater worse in every final four but one since 2012 okay what's well, 10 years so yeah i mean it's a pretty long period of time i went seven seater i even said oh five so i mean it's but you don't have they don't they don't win at all it's because almost George always Mason opened those floodgates you did not see double i mean you didn't see one until between 1986 and 2005. Right, exactly. But the team that wins it is almost always a one or a two seed. And yeah, in college yeah. baseball, not the case. Nope. Just saying. Even the Final Four, even when there's that one wonky team in there, there's usually two or three number one seeds. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Texture says, uh, horizontal polka as strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> Texture said, I hear he also spent time in New Zealand with the Ross McMains. I mean, what do you say when you go when somebody asks what you do for a living? I'm horizontal coach in high school. Slash, that just sounds that sounds bad, right? Slash assistant track. I mean, be, be, I mean, that just doesn't sound. I can I can already hear Picture Stabler doing the speech. We're picking him up at the at the you know, at the school. He's the horizontal coach. <laughs> I mean, dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm sure he's a. I'm sure he's perfectly qualified. Look, he's been in the NBA. He's coached at the college level. Maybe he's with the Wizards. Can we all? Can we all agree? It's an interesting background. I mean, did it, I'm just curious. Did he leave the Wizards to be the horizontal coach, or did he, the Wizards let him go and he became the horizontal coach? Because I'm curious how much if Westchester High School is not really that. It's a far. university. Oh, it's a university. Westchester University in Pennsylvania. 
Oh, I thought it was a high school. No. <laughs> My bad. Texas says Trev would probably know Ashanti from Coach Carter. Was she in Coach Carter? She was. What was her? Oh, was she the? Uh, was she the one that was the one to go with the guy that went to Sacramento Don't State? Know. Couldn't tell you. Okay, just know she's in it. Okay. Uh, T.J. Walker now has responded. Yes, the SEC is loaded and great at baseball. It's no surprise to anyone for an SEC team to make a run. Well, Can't tell if you're trolling the baseball chatter, but it's good uh, good rile if you are. No, I'm not trolling. It's absolutely tougher to win that than it is the men's basketball tournament. No, it is. There is one school that would be an utter surprise about the SEC if they won anything. What? Kentucky. Well, yeah. Only, never, only team not make the College World the Series. Only the team never to make the College World Series in the entire conference. They've been to one Super Regional, though. Ooh. How'd that go for them? Well, I mean, it's not like they got beat by their rival, right? Yeah. 2-0. Pretty easy. Swept. Nice and quick. Texture says, uh, damn it, Trevor, Hank Hill voice. <laughs> Texture says, what if next year none of our players can dunk, but they can all leap from the three-point line to the basket? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. We're just, it's funny. It's a funny thing. Texas it just makes me think of the knees over toes guy, Ben Patrick, who apparently helps improve a vertical. Does he? Sure. Look, Kenny, I trust in Kenny Payne. Are we going to wear, uh, are we gonna wear the shoes that Jimmy sponsored in Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that Kramer wore. <laughs> Texas, I don't want to risk getting blocked from the text line, but Google search Summer Walker BET Awards outfit. I want to hear your reaction. Okay, I'm going to do it. Um, Curious about that one. Summer yeah. Walker BET Awards outfit. We're gonna see now we're getting the territory where Who's I don't even Summer know. Summer Walker. Exactly. I don't even know. Um she is the female. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Can I see the picture? I mean I would Google on this computer, but I'm feeling like I might get in it's trouble. It's like the, for doing the famous it. Little Kim MTV Awards outfit times oh, the, times like four. Is she not, is she topless? She's got a little slightly Tasties? The nips are slightly covered. She's wearing tasties. Pasties, I think, is the proper. I always term. thought they were called tasties. I believe they're called pasties. <laughs> Are you sure? Tasties makes more sense. You, you wanted them to be called tasties. <laughs> I thought they were. I was saying the God thought they were tasties. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, it's the who is? What is she famous for other than than that? TJ just sending an SEC champ via the text line. SEC. <laughs> I like it. Always means more, right? Texas says clearly men's basketball is just focusing more on conditioning. Yeah, that's been that's been the thing. Is that's why we waited to the last person to hire our conditioning coach. Well, they've been more focused on endurance. Like they have been doing. Like you talk to anybody who's and again, I, I very few sources of the men's basketball program anymore. The few that I have have all been reiterating that it's been run, 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 run. That's pretty much what they've been doing for this month, like trying to get in shape. They want to make sure they can play at a fast pace. It's very reminiscent more of the Patino era than the Mac era where he wanted to be, he wanted to be West Virginia. He wanted to be bullies. He wanted to be, you know, the, the big East, the old school big East. We're stabbing people in the paint and we're, we're, you know, nobody we're tough. Like that was his whole Chris Max thing. And I think it came according to multiple players. have said the exact same thing. Part of the reason why Louisville shot so poorly the last couple of years is because dudes got too big. They, Shoulders were big. It ruined the shooting strokes of some guys, and um, the emphasis on bulking up had an adverse effect on on shooting. Whether or not that's accurate, who knows? But that's what they've been saying. Uh, I wonder if Summer Walker's related to Samaki. I know you just you're, you're locked in at this point. I've lost you. No, this. you had me. I've lost you. No, because I, I, you didn't lose me completely. I heard you talking about you know big bulk, the Hulk taking jump shots, uh-huh. blah blah blah. Yeah, no, I've heard the spill. I got you. <laughs> Texas said, we rocked UK pitcher Jelly and had him pulled by the middle of the second inning in Game 3 in the Super Regional. Better luck next, Cats. Jelly, we rocked that like James. We didn't get to Game 3 in the Super Regional. We're only two. No. 
Text says, well, the tasty versus pasty debate was a bad time to connect to the rec center stereo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, all right, let me ask you this. Can this, we confirm which one it is? It's pasties. Oh. Why yeah. is it? Uh, mine makes more sense. It's pasties. Um, here's what I want to talk about this hour. It wasn't pasties versus tasties. <laughs> Every, you know how like they talk about, and you've been playing the biggest hits of, of 2002, Dude, right? Yeah. In order, we count down from six to one. And every year, there's something like that. But they talk about like one of the the secondary conversations when it comes to the Billboard Song of the Year is there's always a song of the summer, right? You yeah. Remember, people talk about this is the song of the summer. I feel like we have because in in Louisville, it's a college sports town. It's sort of the this is the college sports Siberia. There's there's nothing going on for these two months. Yeah. There's still a, a defining summer theme, something that just keeps coming back over and over and over and over again. And would not occupy like more than five minutes of a radio show like this on October fifteenth, but demands like daily attention, like kind of the Imani Bates update of the day or the DJ Wagner update of the day, stuff like this. So before we get into what I think this year's summer topic or the leading candidates to be the summer story of the year, let's take a trip in the past. Let's look at some. Oh, of- I love down the past. Now some of these are from Mr. Peabody. Get that way back machine going. Some of these are from. The, the period of time where you were kind of off the grid. So I don't know if you're going to remember any of these. So this is the 2000s. More like the, the past decade, the, the, the tens. I mean, 2001 to like 2009 mm-hmm. was like a very blurry month. You know, like some people like take a year abroad after high school. Yeah. I just did my 20s. as like an entire like. This is your gap decade. Yeah, pretty much. That's fine. So these are my, these are my candidates for the Louisville talking season, talking points of the summer. Talking season. Back in 2010. You, and I feel like this has come up on the show and you did not remember this somehow. It came up recently because we're talking about Louisville football rap songs. But yeah. 2010, the summer was all about DeMar Dorsey and Jordan Campbell. DeMar Dorsey was the five-star player. Like We needed to, very much kind of like the Kenny Payne era starting off, we had had a down era in Louisville football. Craig Thorpe had not brought in high-level talent. Charlie Strong takes over. There's a promise of high-level talent coming, but we're concerned about who he can get like for immediate help. And... Sort of like the grad transfer rumors we've had with basketball this offseason, there was these big rumors, and they became sort of real, that DeMar Dorsey, a former five-star cornerback prospect, and Jordan Campbell, a former five-star linebacker prospect from USC, were both going to come here. I honestly do not remember either of those names, really. The Dorsey wasn't slightly rings a bell. He's no fly zone. Yeah. You don't fly here. No fly zone. I only think his name's ringing a bell because I'm thinking of Joey as well. So DeMar Dorsey basically announces he's committed to Louisville without, like, everybody at Louisville's like, well, you can't really, like, your, your transcript's about That's on the radio in 2010. I don't know what you're doing. You can't come here. Dorsey, like, there's stories written about it. He ends up not being able to qualify at Louisville. I think he goes to Hawaii for a year, doesn't really do much, and then ends up playing, like, arena football. Jordan Campbell actually makes it to campus and participates in multiple practices before he gets ruled ineligible by the NCAA. I don't remember on what basis it was. I'm sure it was being a Louisville Cardinal, but he he doesn't play college football again. I think he goes to, to get us. He ends up he actually competes in a couple of practices. Um, is is on campus, enrolled in the school. He ends up transferring to like a junior college in Colorado, and then launches his own like sports performance company, which he's still doing now. I think it's Winter Circle out there. He's doing well on the West Coast. But that was th- those were the big things in 2010. That okay. was the big summer story. 2011. What was I doing? Who knows. 2011, it was the U of L UK Billboard Wars. This was a big deal. I mean, I don't remember that being a specific year, but the Billboard Wars, I do know. I mean, this was the year it got ratcheted up a bunch. Okay, this was the you know they're they're taking shots, they're putting up sound signs in our downtown. Yeah. We're battling back, we're throwing stuff up there. I feel that's still going on, is it not? I mean, are we still not? I, I mean, don't, is you don't that see any really billboards is, anymore. 
Okay. You, I mean, don't, you don't see, I mean, besides, I think we still have the we're miles ahead when you're driving in from Lexington. I think that's still up there. Okay. But that's pretty much it. Um, I don't remember that being 2011, too. I feel like that was more recent, but maybe I am wrong. There were some, but this was when it was, like, really kind of high. So first hit. Okay. Yeah. And I can't remember exactly, like, what they said. I'm sure I had a post about it on a Car Chronicle at some point. But I remember all the beef about UK putting up billboards, like, on I-65 and things like that. And Louisville fans just losing their minds. I remember they had, like, there was one that was, like, it's football time in the bluegrass and all this stuff, like, Kentucky State Powerhouse, and they put it in downtown Louisville. Yeah. And then the year after that, 2012, I think it was, was when the the big time Yurts guy, shout out to my guy David. Um, yeah, I they bought that. the billboard that said like Lexington's for the birds. But I remember that one. That's been ten years. Yeah, I know. Good lord, I was on the news for it. They interviewed me about it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you do it from uh, Hooters? I did it from my where I was living <laughs> at the time. Um, but it was yeah. The, the, the thing that sucked about that billboard was it went in, like Southern Indiana. It wasn't even. Yeah, you know, I do remember. Oh, I know that because I was. At that point, I was doing with big. I just started. I'd been big eggs that just came on in, in October of eleven, and I would go across the, the Southern Indiana Bridge and seeing it. So twenty thirteen, I skipped twenty twelve because I don't remember what it was. Twenty thirteen, the big oh. summer story was Teddy Heisman, like yeah. the Heisman Trophy candidacy. Is he really going to do this? Every Heisman list that came out has had him as a top five candidate. All that good stuff. Like that was we talked about it every day. It was incredible. The year after that, it was all about the ACC. We're joining the ACC. We're starting the season off. We're starting the ACC runoff with uh, Labor Day Monday night game against Miami. You know, boner jams, like everything. It was just. Didn't thirteen also be the talk of like the of just the repeat in, in basketball and championship? Summer of thirteen. A little bit, yeah. You're coming off the championship, you're still feeling so you know warm and fuzzy, and you know like you climbed the rope in gym class type feeling. Yeah, but it was more like I feel like that was still more celebratory twenty thirteen like championship than it was. I mean, clearly that was a, a topic, but it was yeah. more. Teddy Heisman than I think anything else. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I remember Teddy Heisman hype as well. I agree. But I mean, 2014, all about the ACC. Just all yeah, yeah. ACC everywhere. Well, just, that was 14 in general in sports was all conference realignment. I mean, 2015, you love this. The recruitment of Maverick Rowan. Oh, I remember that. Every day we had a Maverick Rowan oh, update. Oh, I know. That he was, ends up going to NC I was State. doing shows with Nick Coffey at the time with the Maverick Rowan run. He's a whatever player for. Uh, for, for two years at MC State and then ends up going pro. I was introduced to Maverick Rowan's dad at the upper level of Molly Malone's by former UFL assistant Mike Bellotto. He's like, Mike, get over here. I'm like, what? And he's like, this is uh, Maverick Rowan's dad. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to say to this guy? I'm like, I'm just trying to drink after a UFL game. I'm like, this is, I'm like, would love it for your son to come here. I'm like, I don't, what, what am I doing? I'm like, what, 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 how am I involved in this? And then he ended up not coming. His dad was not cool. 14, this, the, the, the realignment thing of, or the ACC thing, that also would include. The panic of not getting into a conference because West Virginia stole our Big East or our Big Twelve. Well, right? that was years before. Okay, was that so? We already knew in 2014 that we were in. Okay, because we, okay. we got in. We got in because there was that one summer where there was nothing but panic for that West Virginia was was stealing our spot and we were going to be left in the dark. That was like I think that was 2012. Was that 12? Okay, because that was when you had like well, there you go. You needed a 12. You had like Joe Manchin and Mitch McConnell taking shots at each other, yeah. and like trying to like vouch. Yeah, that was. That was great. I know um, that a lot. I know that whole year, that whole there was that big gap. That, that's all. That's all we, we talked about forever. Thing. But Louisville, I take it back. Louisville, that was before then. I think it was it was maybe twenty because we got added to the ACC in November of 2012. That's when it was approved. So like we knew for a long time before the summer of 2014. So the summer of 11 would have been that. I think that's right. Yeah. Because because remember all the rumors like there was like we, we oh it was, it was people were telling we end me up. Yeah. people quote unquote in the know were telling me like it's done like we're in the Big Twelve. And then, no. then West Virginia came and kind of snaked us. 
They did, which ended up working out okay worked for out. us. Yeah, worked out worked out great for us and horrible for them. They don't even. That was the worst nightmare for West Virginia in the Big Twelve. Yeah, so that was October of 2011 okay. is when they got in there. So it was a year later. What sucked at the time because it wasn't just about getting into the Big Twelve. It was just that we felt like we were we were going to get left we had off. no life left. Yeah, like we were just going to be end up being Cincinnati. And then it, remember it kind of calmed down and we were like, okay, this new Big East can work. I feel good about the, the teams that are sticking around. And then boom, it was the night before the UofL-UK football game in 2011, the Teddy game, when it broke that Pitt and Syracuse were leaving. And I was like, well, this just ruins everything. Well, Maryland, and Maryland leaving the ACC is what opened up our door. Exactly. We would yeah, have been they stuck were, they were, Yeah, they were later on. If they never leave the ACC. Yeah, we're stuck. Yeah, we're we're in the AAC still, I guess, or yeah. whatever the, whatever conference Cincinnati plays in now. Whatever we would probably be on the verge of going to the Big 12 with Cincinnati and Houston and those teams right now. Yeah. I, that's probably that's what would probably have happened. That's probably true, yeah. Uh, 2016, I don't know if you remember this. This was a big hit. Next step for Louisville football, you have to beat either FSU or Clemson. Every like every radio show we talked about, it became like a running joke. Like I would bring it up every single show. Just to like, one of those we're still waiting on. <laughs> exactly. God, that's that is kind of sad. But the first two years, you know, we had success in 2014 and 2015. But we had come so close to beating FSU in year one and Clemson in, in both those first two years. And then it was like the next step. If you're going to be top tier in the ACC, you got to beat at least one of them this year. That was a big summer discussion. 2018. I'm skipping 2017. I don't remember what it was. 20. <laughs> You got less. You got more Swiss cheese in your memory than I do. Well, no, I mean, it's, you know, it's five years ago. Uh, also, I was not, we were off the radio at that time. I wasn't on the radio that year, that summer. We were waiting to make the move to to seven ninety. Twenty eighteen. It was Lamar's gone. That means Bobby Ball's back. Oh. Remember that? Remember that? Jawan Pass. We may be even better without oh. Lamar Jackson. Jawan Pass. Pass is gonna. I miss the traditional passing game. I miss. Leaking the tight end out to the left side and having the quarterback roll out to the right and then throw back across Didn't the field. Didn't Petrino tell the story about braiding his hair with it, 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 it passes mom's house or yes. something? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> the sad thing about that, because it seems so. We're going to be better with Pat. That was just the. I mean, that, game, that Kentucky fans still use that against me. They should. They, you're right. They should. And, it's like, why would you give them such ammunition? Petrino, gonna... remember also like during the, the kickoff luncheon where he's like, and, you know, people think we can't go down there, but I think we've got the team that we can go down there and beat Alabama. And we're going to beat Alabama. And the sad thing is, I don't know if it's sad. Hey, we covered. When you, like, because <laughs> I went down for that game to Orlando, and you were talking to, like, coaches and, like, people very, very close to Bobby. And they all were like, no, he's, he's serious. Like, he thinks we're going to be really good. And he thinks we have, a, like, a really legitimate shot to win this game. And... I don't know if it was like because people talk about Bama breaking that team. I don't know if Bama broke Bobby in that game, <laughs> but all the confidence that he seemed to have, I think, just went away in this in like the the first half when he saw that yeah, Jawan Pass might not be that guy, and that may have been the best game that Pass played at Louisville besides the Notre Dame game uh, to start 2019. 2019, <laughs> 2019, the summer story. The talking point of the summer was, hey, we got to get back to having fun and playing hard. It was all about having fun and playing hard. Scott Satterfield's here. The team didn't have fun last year. They didn't play hard. We got to get back to having fun and playing hard. That was the hit. I feel like every summer topic since 15 is also when are we going to get our punishment? It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of been interesting. <laughs> 2020 is COVID. Not fun. Wow. <laughs> Bring it down there. What do you want to say? 2021 was kind of COVID, too. Now we're at 2022. What do you think the summer talking point is? And we granted, we still have like two months left of summer. I think there are two breakout candidates. I'm assuming Pasties and Tasties is not one Pasties of them. and Tasties, that debate, 
Not one of them. That's third. The third. Okay, good. <laughs> I feel like there are two very obvious candidates. Um, well, Kenny Payne and the question mark of his first ten, first year coming up. I think. Yeah, I think and you then can, Satterfield recruiting. I think it's. I think it's the U of a football recruiting is probably number one. Yeah. Two, where are the guards? Well, guards. I mean, that, that goes guards. with Kenny Payne. We don't yeah. have you heard. We only have one guard. Only one guard. Where are the guards? <laughs> What's up with the guards? I think football recruiting is number one, though, because we've never done this before. Every single day we have something new to talk about with U of a football yeah, recruiting. Yeah, football recruiting is the most dominant. So it's far. uncharted territory, but that guards is kind of like a a secondary because we love talking basketball rosters, especially when we have new coaches in. Well, we also need offensive guards as well on the line. We do, but that's kind of not, not gotten quite as much play on the local radio here. <laughs> I think those are the two. I don't know which one. I lean towards the football. You want it to be the football recruiting because that's more fun, clearly. Man, there's a lot. Like people talk about the guards every single day. There's questions about the guards every single day. Amani Bates, Tyrese Hunter. Who's it going to be? We only have one. Have you heard about this? I mean, if you were going to describe this summer, I would say it's the summer of mystery and excitement. It's the summer of sad. This is the summer of sad. Summer of sad. Summer of sad. <laughs> the juices will roll down my face. He's back, baby. We don't know what the hell's going to happen in the fall. We don't know if he's ever going to win with these guys. But right now, it's the summer of sad. You can't tell him nothing. He's good. He's rolling. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from you. 502-414-1450. What do you think is the summer topic of the day? I'll give you one last guess to see the number one song of 2002. Oh, was. man. Because we've only got one number one left. I'll, I'll tell you, Hannah, it's not Nelly. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's all over this. I couldn't even tell you. Um, Don't want to ask I'm gonna, me? Say my name, Destiny Shaw. Right, we'll see if it is. Okay, coming back after the break. We'll find out the number one song of 2002 <laughs> right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing Tired of living like a blind man I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling And this is how you remind me I can't believe this is number one. Not exactly Beyonce, is it? <laughs> I'll say it. Like, Nickelback deserves most of the crap they get. This is not a terrible song. It's not good. It's not terrible. Like, Ama- at, at the time. Amazingly, it's forgotten, but uh, when Dalton Pence, who would always welcome to fill in every time you're out again, uh, people think the bombshell he dropped was he thought Draft Day was a good sports movie. That's bad. And that was a bad one. But he also, he, he got somewhat upset in, in defending his love of Nickelback. Well, hey, like, pe- people can like whatever they like. Listen, I don't, yeah, I agree. I think Nickelback, one, it cracks me up how people like, everyone you meet hates Nickelback, yet somehow they sold like 40 million records. Okay, someone's out there clearly buying this, okay? So don't don't give me the, I everybody hates Nickelback. Someone doesn't. And I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fan of it, so I'm not going to go buy the music or, but do some of their songs get stuck in my head? This being one of them, yes. This and more importantly, I will do I will do rock star at a karaoke if I'm if I'm getting drunk. Were you really? Oh yeah. She had a quesadilla. <laughs> get my pez from get my drugs from my pez dispenser. Wow. I mean that song is so bad it's good to me. We were out at the when we were out in uh Newly this past weekend, the wives were trying to go to the karaoke bar across the street, and I'm like, Am I gonna have to do girl on TV? Am I am I busting it out after like a fifteen year 
hibernation. Is this going to have to happen? But I, I knew I couldn't. I'm sober. I'm stone cold sober. I haven't been no, you can't do. You can't do karaoke sober. You can't. I've never have. I never no, will. Never. Just pounding water. Karaoke. You, you know, karaoke is Japanese for drunk singing. Is really. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually Japanese for oh, oh, uh, empty orchestra, but yeah, same difference. No, oh, I, I did not know that. <laughs> That's not Japanese for drunk singing. Jordan Church, by the way, has officially announced he's committing at tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So we'll have that at the beginning of the show tomorrow to react to. I'm assuming, not assuming, I, mean, I, I feel good about Louisville's chances there. Okay. But Keith Wynn doesn't get credit for it. Over 24 hours. Yeah, he has announced he's, he had 13 minutes ago. The window's closed. He's done. All right. The Keith Wynn magic's over. What about overtime, though? No overtime here. So this is Keith's fault. He should have come on today instead of yesterday. Yeah. yeah. You, got, you got premature. Texture at 502-414-1450 says, uh, definitely not a better book than Little Cardinal by Dr. Mike Rutherford, ornithologist. <laughs> Talk about bird law and says, let's say you and I go toe-to-toe bird in bird law. law and see who comes out of it. Uh, texture has... Uh, did, you, did you almost make that class in law school? Yeah. What semester is bird law under? Avian contracts. <laughs> Avian contracts. Texture says, uh, Texture is in a picture of a Photoshop of you pole vaulting. That's your head on a yeah, pole yeah. vaulter. Okay. <laughs> the, the mic's in the way. I can't see my face, but the body. Yeah, I, man, I got a body on me, don't you I? You do. See, that man, person can pole vault. I think it's the first and only time I've ever worn spandex. I don't think I've ever worn spandex. I don't think there. If I ever got skinny enough to wear spandex, I would be so much like Nutty Professor. <laughs> I mean, I kid you not. I would be in that spandex, spandex. I want all spandex section. <laughs> uh, Texas says, "Oh, I did not know this, and I've driven. I guess I've driven past and just haven't noticed the weird Mazda head billboard isn't there anymore. It got changed earlier this year at some point. It's still a U of L billboard, billboard, but it says something like Amplify Your Potential now. That's the one from Lexington, though, right? Yeah, that sucks. Weird Mazda head was a, that, that should have stayed forever. I, have, I can't remember the last time I've been to Lexington. It's been so long, I wouldn't even remember. I've driven back through there multiple times. I feel like now that he says that, maybe I, I noticed it at some point. Do you but go that way to go back to like Mary's hometown or anything? Or no, not no, that she's way. in Shelbyville. She's, that's right. Yeah, that's no, direction. she's Springfield. Springfield, my Central bad. Kentucky. I was I was thinking Shelbyville because I was thinking Springfield Shelbyville Simpsons. Now we go. You take sixty five South. Ah, okay, never mind. not East. Uh, Texture says twenty ten. The basketball roster roster situation. What happens to Justin Coleman, Robert Sally, and Gorgie? That was a big uh, Justin Coleman. There's a name from the past. You remember my like? Uh, that was the guy we're supposed to get, and, Gor- and Gorgie was like his hang along, wasn't it? Pretty much, wasn't he? Not hang along, but he was the. He was like the added extra at the end that, that was supposed to be Justin Coleman. He was, and the kid from Memphis was too, and then neither one qualified. Yeah. And so I, I don't know how many people listening remember this, but this is like my first big quote-unquote media controversy is I found out that – like, so through connections, like I found out that uh, – because Gorgie played at um, – what was West it? Virginia school. Yeah, the, not Hargrave. No, it's the same one Coleman went to. Exactly, yeah. and now it escapes me. Um, I don't remember the name. I just know it's in West Virginia. Oh God! What was it? Now it's driving me crazy. Uh, Huntington Prep. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, Huntington Prep. So I had found like I, I knew a coach on the staff at that time. Knew him. Put me in contact with essentially who was like Gorgie's like like chaperone there, the person that he was staying with, um, who'd been like assigned to like mentor him. And both them told the same thing. Double sourced it. Big J journalism. They both said Gorgie has heard back from the NCAA. He's ineligible. And so I, I'm in law school at the time. I write the quick thing up there saying like. I'm not sure if Yuval is going to appeal. I assume they will. But Gorgie Zhang, for the time being, has been ruled ineligible by the NCAA. He's, been, he's found it out. And so I post the story, go to law class, come out. Go to law class. 
And at this time, like I don't, I don't think I even have a smartphone at this time, so I'm not seeing the reaction. Well, 2010? Of course not. You wouldn't have. Yeah. had a flip phone. I, I don't think, think I had a smartphone until like 2013. I mean, yeah, it was much later on for me too. So I get in the, I get in my car after class, and I flip on sports radio, which I, I never did. But the very first thing that I hear is, "So there it is. U of L comes out and flatly denies this internet report." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> like they came out and just said no. And this is like all these the quote unquote like big J sites, like the rival sites that have just hated Card Chronicle and were looking for any sort of excuse to jump on me. They pounce. Like, they're like, you know, this this irredeemable, like, like irreputable, like, blog. One of the one of them used blog in quotation marks, which I still don't get. Still, it became like a, a joke on Card Pretty Chronicle. Pretty sure I know what channel you were listening to. I honestly don't remember what it was. I just remember who said it. I remember driving to, I was playing softball, like, at nights, and I was driving to softball in, like, Lachlan McLean, who I would later, like, you know, get to know pretty well and, yeah. and who I really, really like. He was on 840, and we were listening to it there, and he's like, I know Mike Rutherford. And like, he doesn't report stuff like this if he doesn't have some sort of source. And I was like, I've never talked to this man in my life. I was like, I don't know where he's getting that from. So what I appreciate that was bashing it. you. No, no, he was, he was kind of supporting me. So I talked to the guys again, and I'm like, you have all saying this isn't true. And they're like, I, they can say whatever they want. Like, they're probably appealing. They think they're going to win the appeal. But we're telling you right now, like, I'm, I'm his coach. I'm his, his uh, well, it wasn't, chaperone. It wasn't me that was bashing you, was it? I was on the air during that. I can't imagine it was. I was over on I was over on ninety three nine. I don't I, again. I don't. I, I have no idea who it was, but I. So like they're like. So I have to write like a thing that night saying like I understand you've us denied this. Like I'm sticking by my reporting. Like this is what I've been told. This is what I believe. I think this is accurate. And everybody just takes shots, takes shots, takes shots. Like three weeks later, it's U of L's basketball media day, and they come out and they're like, "Yeah, Gorgie's eligible right now." <laughs> Nobody apologizes. <laughs> Nobody says like Rutherford had it first. Like, and that was when I learned. Being in my position, there's no benefit to breaking bad news. There's not. Like you should, Probably, yeah. you should want to be like a big J journalist and like report stuff when it comes. But like nobody credits you for it. Like they just are like, well, if the school didn't want it out there, why did you put it out there? So I learned a lesson there. But it was like my first big controversy. I showed up at that softball game, and like all my buddies are like, we thought we could, uh, we thought we could trust you, man. Like, <laughs> You're like walking did up. Did you get benched to get? I'm like someone trying to beat you in the softball. I'm game. like walking up, and I know it's coming. They're like, there he is. They're like, Mr. Pariah. Like, like. Like I guess I can't go to Card Chronicle anymore and believe what I read. I was like, yeah. I'm like I'm telling you right now, he's he, they'll probably win the appeal, but as of right now, he's ineligible. And that's exactly what happened. Not to jump off topic, but that's what I do. What happened to Justin Coleman? I think he didn't he go like I just googled it and all I could get was a kid that played at like Sanford in Arizona back in like 2014, and I don't think it's the same kid because he played. He was from Marshall, right? Yes. I don't think he well, ended he was, up... Well, he was from Huntington. He went to Huntington Prep with, with Gorgie. Right, but I think he ended up going to Marshall. Oh, is that where... Okay. And then I don't think he did anything after that. I don't think he even played, though, because I can't find him like listed anywhere in like statistics. Um, I mean, he may have gotten on the roster, but never by the time the season started, he may have been kicked off again. He played 17 games in oh, the 2011-12 season. For Marshall? Average five and a half points. Yeah. That was it. Freshman that, year only? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, That's I don't crazy. know. I don't think he went anywhere after that. He got kicked off the team. There it is. Yeah, and then he probably just faded into oblivion. Yeah. I think that's what happened. That's insane. And then Gorgie became. I mean, it's the latest news story about him was him being arrested in Huntington in 2016. Because I just remember, yeah, it was Gorgie. It was you got to get Coleman. Coleman's the guy. Coleman's this. Coleman. Oh, and then we're getting this uh, this raw center from from Africa. He's a transferred over here. He's been playing a year. I mean, look at this guy. He's doing he's doing soccer moves with a basketball on the court. What is this guy? I mean, what the hell? We needed Coleman. <laughs> that turns out. Guess what? Gorky was one hell of a player. <laughs> Texture says uh, Kenny Payne can turn a 13-win team into a winner. Satterfield did it following Petrino. I think any coach who doesn't go in front of the media and say, I don't know what else to do, 
can get more wins out of the roster. I, I don't like this comparison with Satterfield because I think it's com- two completely different scenarios. You think the talent was more? I think the, the talent was yeah, the talent was there on that team, and I think that's I think that's clear. I think that's been proven in hindsight. It just they. I, I hate to say, I hate when I say the players get quit on the team because well, I they, think every, everybody quit. I think everyone quit. exactly. I, I, I always say players and everybody. I, I just initially think play, people are going to like start bashing me for no. The coaches quit. The players quit. Literally everyone quit after that after that Florida State game. That was it. And I blame my cousin for having her wedding on that day and having to watch the damn game on my phone. Well, that's but, what the players said. I think it was Malik Cunningham said after the Florida State game. You that know, was it. In the locker room, the coaching staff would have this. You know, like who was the defensive MVP, who was the offensive line MVP, who had the biggest hit. Like, they would do these, like, superlatives after every game. And he said after FSU, like, that board just wasn't updated yeah. at all. And so the players were like, well, if they've checked out, what are we going to do? I mean, you forget. I we, mean, we were kicking the crap out of them in the first half. We started 2-2 at well at quarterback against Kentucky. Vince Tyree led the team onto the field. <laughs> the we didn't have a coach. Yeah. Like, like we, yeah, we, that season lame. was in total disarray. And I think that, to your point, as bad as last season was for basketball, it would have been the equivalent, if we're talking the 2018 football season, that would have been the equivalent of us winning like eight games last year, yes. being even worse, and yes. not even being competitive against the North Carolinas and the Duke. We would have world. been swept by Pittsburgh and, and NC State instead of, you know, even though the NC, second NC State game was pretty bad. We lost to Pitt wrong. too, but that's okay. Well, we split, yeah, I know. But I said we've been swept by them. Had... It was bad by our standards. Yeah. Like, like, we didn't win a game in the ACC in football. We at least were, you know, we won a game in the conference tournament in basketball, and we're like, you know, we finished above, I think, four teams in the final conference standings. Awful by our own standards, but relative to the football season in 2018, still much more successful. So, like, that's how low the bar was for that first Saturday season. I, it's, yeah, that's why I don't think it's – I know, but that's why I don't like the comparison because I think, yeah. I think it's fair to an extent. A little bit. I see why people are making it. It makes me feel better to, to think about it. I do know I, that Florida State game, the only thing that made me madder than the, 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 knowing that with the loss and the way we lost that game, our souls were crushed was the way they celebrated wearing Hello Kitty backpacks as a turnover. Yeah. I was like, the, I mean, oh, it's like the worst thing ever. Texas says, get Arby's to change their dessert menu to Tasties and Pasties, please. <laughs> hey, th- 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 Arby's got an underrated dessert menu, by the way. They're like little chocolate-filled croissants are good. Okay. You know what dessert I had the other day for the first time from a fast food place? I don't. To- Just take a guess. I have no idea, Trevor. T- take a fast food guess. I-, I don't know. I don't know fast food desserts very well. White Castle. Uh, cheesecake on a stick? Awesome. It's, it's fantastic. That is awesome. It's 99 cents. I get it every time I go. I've never had it. Oh, it's so good. I don't know why I've hesitated. I'm chocolate always covered buying, cheesecake on a stick. I got a, I got cheesecake and I got the, the chocolate brownie. I got one of each. The cheesecake's better. Cheesecake is much better. That thing, it's small, don't get me wrong. It's a great, it's only 99 cents. But I could buy like five of those. It's a great deal. I mean, it is, yeah. See, I told you you would know if I said, you look at you. You're right. Uh, Texas says we need to pack the stands the way Ole Miss did this year when Louisville goes out there next year. Must have been 80 to 90% Ole Miss fans. I guess Oklahoma's only about men's football and women's softball. Yeah, Ole Miss baseball fans are rabid. They're nuts. Mississippi? Yeah. yeah. The other thing that we should probably talk about, so there were, we, we didn't, haven't mentioned this on the show. It didn't get brought up on the text line or anything. There were rumors out there that, because Ole Miss was about to fire uh, Bianco, their head coach, who's the father of current Louisville baseball player Ben Bianco, before they got into the NCAA tournament. And then they go on this run, and there were plenty of rumors out there that Ole Miss was going to come hard for Dan McDonald, and that we may not be able to round up the funds. Well, sweet, I'm glad they did their run then. And now, yeah, winning a national title, I think, gives us at least a few years where they're not going to come calling from. At least two. Because Ole Miss is probably one of the very, very few programs that I think would have a legitimate shot to take McDonald away from us because he coached there before. 
Um, I think the you know Mississippi, the state of Mississippi, is still near and dear to his heart. I think he was genuinely interested in the Mississippi State job a few years ago, but they couldn't pay him enough to make it worth his while, and they ended up hiring his boy Chris Lamonis. He wins a national title in year one. He played at uh, don't, don't don't tell me hold on. Did he play at the Citadel? I was told you not to tell me. But he coached at Ole Miss. Yeah, that's where he came. Because I always remember it, the school. It reminded me where Robert Parrish went was center, which was center area, whatever it's called. Yeah, so I always think about it. Texas was the coach A.W. Hamilton. I think A.W. was at Huntington Forever. He was not the coach that I was talking to, but I, I like A.W. a lot. I think he's oh, doing a man. really good job at EKU. But A.W. went to Hargrave um, after that. I don't remember if he was at Huntington at that time. Texas says, 2026, take my money. Yeah, that schedule, we've talked about it already. <laughs> You've got Kentucky. By the way. We don't know where Kentucky's going to look like in 2026, though, either. You want to get into a rumor real quick? Throw it up there since we're just friends listening. I mean, we only got 10 minutes left, sure, why not? There's a rumor. Ooh, rumor. I've heard a rumor. They're rumbling. The UK football game next season. Next season? Maybe moved to earlier in the season. Like first week of the season? Not first week. Second week? First four weeks. Ooh. Just throwing it out there. Can they do that on such a whim? Just throwing it out there. Just saying. Okay. There's buzz. Palpable yeah. buzz. Buzz? And that would be a game. That I would, like buzz. That would be a game that would be in Louisville. Yes, it would be. I Here's what I like. Wait, wait, wait to do the Tuesday uh, news drop on us. If this does wind up happening, because remember they moved the game to like when it was in Lexington, it was played the third or fourth week because they kept losing to us in week one, pretty much. <laughs> so now we can't beat them at the end of the year. And we're like, okay, you know, turn about fair play. Let's do this thing. Let's move it to. I don't know why it would be moved. I don't, I, I can tell you that. All I've heard is that there's a chance that that game in 2023 will be the fourth week of the season. I mean, Kentucky's complained about everything throughout this entire series. Starting well, the beginning when they're like, it's we, our turn. we don't want to play in we don't want to play in the old Cardinal Stadium. You just have to play here until you build a new one. And then we, you know, I think we took two out of three at that stadium, got the ball rolling in the series. And we would have won the first one ever if it wasn't for the Acres missing the field goals. Sorry, <sighs> right, David. I love you. You made up for it. Trust me, tenfold. Texas Ryan Taylor went to Marshall too. What a weird era for recruiting. That was the oh other name I was trying to think God, of. I forgot about him. Western Warrior. Yes, he was like six five power forward. He says throw in the weird Jeremy Tyler and Michael Chandler sagas as, sagas as well. That was a weird time for recruiting. I mean, do you remember Ryan the? Uh, Taylor, wow, that that's a name I wouldn't have thought about in so long, and it just just rushes back. So that was a summer that that was a, that was a hot topic for months on radio. Who was the? Um, who was the Wake Forest big man? I feel like it was Tony something. Who remember he'd been accused of like throwing a girlfriend down the stairs, and there was this big like, is he going to come here? Is he not? Like, will Rick Pitino take him? Like, like I can't remember who it was. Um, Don't ring a bell off the top of my head. It was Tony Woods, maybe. I think that's right. Tony Woods. Tony, it, it, it's it, Tony Woods. So like, are we going to take him? Are we not going to take him? This is big to do, and like UK fans were like like. Of course, Louisville would take him, this renegade program and all this stuff. And then we backed out. And then it was like, Kentucky's going to get him. Like, he was I doubt that Kentucky. now yeah. it does ring a little bit of a bell. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember where he ended up going. But he did, like, we were making this huge deal about him. Like, he was Tim Duncan. And he ended up, like, going somewhere else and, like, being just okay. I think he went to Oregon, maybe. We're just that when year was that? Like, 2014, 2013. He went, he went to Oregon for two years. Okay. Yeah. he was. So that would have been the summer of 2010. Like, was he related to Lauren? Or the, his dad was a basketball player, I think. No idea. If I remember right. No idea. Uh, yeah, he had to sit out the one season at Oregon and then played there from 2011 to 13. He currently plays in the Greek Basketball League. There He's still playing? Still playing. I don't know. We could have had him. Still playing. 
Uh, whole career in Europe. There you go. Tony Woods. Uh, Texture says, if I remember correctly, Justin Coleman got kicked off the team for being on his cell phone on the bench during a game. I'm pretty sure it was him. Was that <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Texture says Tony Woods would have been on the bridge year team too, that 2011 team. Yeah, that's y'all right. It was the 2010 11 team that we were talking about adding him, and we needed a big man. Then Terrence Jennings stepped up, and then we had Gorgie. We're good. Um, Gorgie, you had right. Yeah, Texture says, What is this? It's an image, it's a picture of, oh, the Cardinal Birds. Yeah, the red ones are the males, the other ones, the females. Texture says, I agree with Trevor on GIF. Thank you. I don't care either way. <laughs> Texas, the more we talk about this, the more I'm realizing we just need LLs to turn into Preston Knowles this year, and we're good. Hersey Miller can be the new Elijah Justice. Well, if he turns into Preston Knowles, we still need a Peyton Siva. <laughs> like, Peyton Siva was a, was a sophomore on that team. So if LLs is, is Preston, I don't, we still need a Siva. Hersey can be Elijah Justice. That's fine. We still need a point guard. Maybe Mike James is a big Siva. Maybe. Kamari Lands, Peyton Siva. Big Siva. Texas says, Tony Woods is who Rick went to, I thought, after losing Fab Mello to Cubes. I think that's right. I think that's the timeline. Okay. Poor Fab Mello. Man, dude, Rick Pitino's in tenure here with big men. Just so many swings and misses. Not, and not always the bad misses, too, because, I mean, not that we would really need a Tony Woods, but, I mean, other than Gorgie, who he kind of fell ass backwards into. His best big man was a two-star recruit that like nobody knew about. He fell he into, in. yeah, yeah. kind of fell backwards into. Samaro didn't pan out. Character didn't pan out. I mean, David Padgett was a transfer. When I bring up all the swing and misses of of the four one and done rule, that almost all except for Telfer are big men. When you when you look at a lot of those guys that he when he went after, I mean, it's yeah. He said did not the big man was eluded him very much so. It's just not a bad thing when you think by the time, you know, as he went on, sure. big men were kind of not as relevant, obviously, in college basketball. We did okay. Yeah. Texas says uh, Wendy's dessert is also underrated. Okay, I just saw a commercial today. They're doing strawberry frosties now. I saw that. I got a chocolate frosty the other day. I, I was never a big I'm, – I'm curious about this. I love strawberry. I wonder how it is. I'm sure it's good. Like, all, do you get to – because vanilla frosty just – I've had them. I've tried them all. The – Standard, the traditional is the only really. Oh, chocolate's still awesome, but they're all fine. Well, that's only three, right? Is there a fourth one? Well, now there's only two. Like they got rid of all the other ones. They've stopped messing around. Did they just get rid of vanilla? You mean? Yeah, it's gone. So it's just chocolate and strawberry. And they had that brief period where they tried to kind of turn frosties into like blizzards, where you could like add like candy stuff. Oh to no, them. that's not. That's, it's, no, it's that's not, never. It's not a frosty because the McFlurry sucks anyway. Kiss, so it, keep it simple, stupid. The fact that McFlurry's still trying to be the blizzard is awful. Reese's McFlurries were good, and then they got rid of the only one that was good. I mean, they just don't put enough stuff in it to be a. They, I totally agree. Could I mean, don't get me wrong. Dairy Queen doesn't put enough in it sometimes, but still. There's this big man. Don't forget about Terrence Farley. He looked like Candyman. Terrence <laughs> Farley was so bad. <laughs> uh, the Hershey Pie Sunday. I don't know about that. Is that Wendy's? Oh, no. That's uh, Burger King's that's, got the Hershey that's Pie. That's Burger King or they used to have it Long John Silver's. Texas, they called those pies. Yeah, the peanut butter pie. Those things are true. They are good. Texas wasn't Willie Williams a top five recruit. Sad story all around on him. The the linebacker who ate the weed? Ate the weed. Yeah, yeah. he was. he was a big recruit. He was, is he in, in jail now? Possibly. I mean, there's probably a 50-50 shot of it. He's, I know he was doing like mentorship stuff. Because there was two Willie Williams. There was Willie A and Willie. And the poor Willie who was like actually good, a defensive lineman for us. Yeah. At the same was, time. He wasn't bad. Yeah, it was it was decent. But yeah, he kept getting the bad. Yeah, he kept getting confused with him. Former South Florida football star Willie Williams shares his journey as coach, personal trainer, and mentor. The, the linebacker one's the one that did pulled the fire alarm in high school. 
He did a lot of things. He, but that was what he kind of got in trouble for because he was pulling fire alarms. And wasn't he also the one that was ordering four meals at a time? The big, the, the big thing was the he kept a diary for I think like the Miami Sun Sentinel when he yeah. went on recruiting trips, and he wrote about how like. He's like, he's like, I was kind of being reserved at first, and then I saw other guys ordering lobster tails, so I ordered like six lobster tails. Yeah. And like his bill was like one hundred eighty nine dollars for dinner. The guy, the guy, the guy, the guy that was eating weed from under his sock in a car is ordering multiple meals. Shocking! They, they right? basically had to like cut off the diary after a week because like Florida, and I think I think it was, a, it was on a visit to Florida, and they were like, uh, can you please not publish any more of this? We don't want people knowing that this is how things get made. He was the guy that the Kentucky fans gave me crap about us taking a, you're just bringing any criminal. Da, da, da. He was worth a shot. And it was like, and it was the, you know, hey, we're going to take a shot at people. We're going to give him a chance. Then like two weeks later, he's eating weed in those car. I'm like, it didn't work. No, nah, didn't work out. Like Nate Harris worked. But people forget like Deion Branch had issues in, in college as well. And he was a Jew. A lot of guys, Montreal Jones. Yeah. I mean, they, they had Eric some, Shelton. They had some options. Yeah, exactly. So and they worked out well. Texas, did Trevor just say Drew? I believe he did. I did. I love that. I'm bringing it back. Texas, I love Samardo. Okay, Mrs. Samardo. Nice to meet you. Texas, Willie Will was making edibles cool well before edibles became a thing. He wasn't eating edibles. He was eating straight. Straight weed. That's, I don't, I don't know. Are you want to, I, I have eaten, I've eaten like. You the, don't have to get into it. The dirt do. stuff with seeds and stems. I, had, I ate some one time. Worst experience of my life. Really? So nasty. I thought it didn't do anything for you. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Just tasted bad. I just remember being all like cocky to the police officer. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. I looked down. I had like an eighth of like shake all over my front of my shirt. Oh, God. I'm like rubbing my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> says, Honest Mahmoud, the Egyptian conniption was a solid uh, Rick Pacino big man. By the way, the high point of my recent trip to Europe was being able to watch Stephen Enoch on TV. My Stephen fa- Enoch underrated. <laughs> the, two, the two things I right, remember. We gotta, we're almost okay. done here. Honest, I was way off on how good he was going to be. And two. The, the Patino clip of being talked about running it up, and it's like, I got four walk-ons and an Egyptian out there. And it was four white guys and an Egyptian. Egyptian. <laughs> Love it. All-time quote. Still one of my favorites. All right, on that note, we, we will bid you farewell for today. Everybody have a fantastic Tuesday night. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3.